High School Football is on the air. HavenFootball.net and the Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper are pleased to present tonight's Strathaven football game. Tonight's PIAA District 1-5A first-round playoff football game is between the number 15 seed Upper Marion Vikings and your number 2 seed Strathaven Panthers. Pulling away is Schuler at the 30, and he will go 90 yards with his first touch of the season, Matt Schuler. He sees the rush coming, and they've got it wrapped up. Down he goes into the arms of Mason Green, his second sack in as many weeks. Tonight's game is sponsored by the Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper. True local coverage of Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding neighborhoods. Published since 1893. Steve Tobbs, Allstate Insurance and Media. Auto, Home, and Life. You're in good hands with Allstate. PNC Bank Branches in Nether Providence and Swarthmore, your friendly neighborhood bank. Make today the day. AMF Auto Clinic, taking care of your cars since 1961. Located in Brookhaven on Edgemont Avenue. The Delaware County Daily Times, all high school sports every day. If it happens in Delaware County, it's in the Delaware County Daily Times. Sandy McCauley at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and Media. Give her a call when buying or selling your home. Here are tonight's internet announcers, the voices of the Strathaven Panthers, Brian Carroll, Pete Fulginetti, Andrew Kaufman, and Mike Mayer. Tonight at George L. King Field, it has a different feel. We've been here since mid-August, but tonight feels different. Not only with temperature, we're wearing, short, we're wearing long sleeves and hats, and everybody's bundled up just a little bit more on a colder, clear night, but it has a different feel, as described by the Haven Gridiron Club's tweet earlier today to say the second season begins. It has a different feel when I'm down on the field before the game and hear senior co-captain Nick Filio say nothing is guaranteed after tonight. For the seniors, this is it. Every game now could be their last. So for the Vikings of Upper Marion and Panthers of Strathaven, they are ready to rock and roll here in the playoffs week 11, but really week 1 of the high school football season as the District 1 playoffs begin. Good evening, everybody, on a clear, cold, chilly night here. Again, great night for football. It feels like fall, and your 9-1 and Strathaven Panthers are ready to make that first step towards a District 1 title, or so we hope. <laughs> the Vikings stand in their way. This was a game, uh, a rematch of a game of, that opened the 2019 playoffs, a game that was scoreless into the fourth quarter before Strathaven put together a few scoring drives and pulled away with a 21-6 victory. But Upper Marion ready to go. They have four kids that played significant roles in that game. They were playing as sophomores. Strathaven with uh, three Kids that were uh, sophomores on that roster that pe- played a big roles, Chase Barlow, Matt Schuler, and Jake Millett had, uh, pl- saw a lot of time in that playoff game. But, again, do- new coaching staff, well, not staff entirely, but some new coaches at Upper Marion, largely different players across the board for both teams. So I'm not sure how much we can pull from 2019, but uh, the stakes are the same. Again, it's, it's one and done uh, from here on out between now and December 10th and 11th, uh, which is the state finals weekend out in Hershey. But, uh, hey, we've been to Hershey before, but uh, every coach in District 1, District 12, and everywhere else in the Commonwealth is going to tell you, Mike Mayer, it's one week at a time. We can't talk about the District 1 championship unless you, as a number 2 seed, take care of business against number 15 here on your home field. No doubt about it. It's truly a new season. I mean, first of all, you know, a good part of a team's season, obviously, by definition, is half 
the first half of the season, they were new. They were trying to get used to each other. They're trying to make it work. So it's very conceivable that, you know, you'll lose a couple of games at your beginning of your season. And, you know, in District 5A, as is true in a lot of them, you know, you suddenly look like the best year possible, 7-3, and three, uh, maybe 6-4, and four, and suddenly you're looking at maybe the bottom end of the bracket, you know, the top 16 teams. But you've been playing extremely well of late. And so a lot of times, you know, certainly the upper Marion team we're going to play today is not the team that took the football field 10 weeks ago. But then again, neither are the Strathaven Panthers. So it really depends on how much improvement there is and what we can expect. I will say that it is pretty unusual for top, top five seed teams to lose the bottom five seed teams. But that doesn't mean it can happen or that it won't happen. You know, all it needs is a team that comes in here really having a great game and the the higher seed is not having a great game. And it's all over because, as Brian has pointed out on numerous occasions, when everything is said and done, you got to play the game. And with an oblong football and cold weather, and in this case, there's no inclement weather, you know, this thing can go either way. The Panthers have played extremely good football for the last 10 weeks, very little in the way of turnovers and penalties. And if that continues tonight, I think they have a very solid chance of, of taking the win home tonight. Panthers uh, have done the job on the turnover battle this year. 17, they're plus 13 overall. 17 takeaways and just four turnovers on the offensive end. So, knock on wood, they will hope to keep that going. But uh, standing on the far sideline and making their way to that far sideline, the Vikings of Upper Marion they come in with a 4-5 and five record. They are the 15th seed out of the Pioneer Athletic uh, Conference. Uh, lost a heartbreaker last week to uh, Boyertown, 20-19, after leading 19-7 for uh, most of the second half. Uh, kind of had it fall apart in the rainy on that rainy Friday night in the fourth quarter. But uh, in the meantime, they are over there in the all-white uniforms with very light gold numbers. We're going to apologize in advance if we get some numbers wrong. It was tough to see on film, uh, let alone live, uh, who's carrying the ball, who's making tackles and so forth, but we will do our best as we're going along. Davis Chubb is your head coach and uh, some Strathaven connections over on that far sideline as well. Gordon Davis um, was an alumni here. He played uh, with Dan Connor on those teams that advanced to Hershey and uh, and, and darn near Hershey in 2003, uh, losing in the state semifinal. But he was the, the center on an outstanding offensive line. He certainly knows the wing tee inside and out and what they do here at Strathaven. And Steve Broman, uh, who coached here as well. He coached the defensive backs for a few years, and he's, doing, he's uh, filling that same role for the Vikings as well. So there will be no uh, surprises, I wouldn't think, <laughs> from on the uh, – about what Strathaven will bring to the table. and But there's just, never any surprises. Right. I mean, it, it, there's, sometimes, there's sometimes a wrinkle, you know, there's a play that they haven't run or they try. But by and large, you know, one of Clancy's strengths over the years has been the program is the same from seventh grade on. And he, he, he's a big believer that by the time you get into varsity football, you can do this in your sleep. And, and in fact, they can. The only downside to Clancy's philosophy is the wing team needs a certain amount of strength and size to make it work. And if you don't have it, it's tough. But Clancy is not one, 
He doesn't believe in coaching to his kid's talent. He believes this is the football program. You work around this, and if it means it's going to be tough year, then so be it. But, boy, when we have a good year, we have a good year. And this year, uh, Panthers come in averaging 37.5 points per game. That's sixth in all of District 1. This offense has been absolutely rolling, averaging 7.6 yards per carry. Uh, We've got one running back, Chase Barlow, who topped the 1,000-yard mark on the season. Matt Schuler is approaching it as well. Anthony Crawford was well on his way to it uh, before being injured in the Springfield game. Uh, but he is back in the lineup tonight. Anthony Crawford will uh, we'll see, expect to see number 32 back out there tonight on defense for sure, certainly on offense uh, as needed. But, you know, you mix in Bob Fuscus and Austin Connor in that, uh, in that backfield as well. Sam Milligan's been running it well. And uh, the Panthers, again, averaging 7.5 yards per carry will certainly test um, Upper Marion's defense. Mike, you mentioned size, though. This Upper Marion team up front is going to be bigger than Strathaven. I think the question is going to be, will the, will the Panthers blocking technique and will their quickness make a difference? But uh, this is not a team you're just going to you know, tip over with, uh, with your fingernails here. This is, uh, this is a big, big front, and I would fully expect that Upper Marion will have five down linemen on the defensive side of the ball. It worked well a couple years ago. They were warming up tonight with five monsters uh, with their hand in the dirt, ready to go and take on Strathaven's wing tee. We will have uh, score updates from elsewhere. Uh, The winner of tonight's game will take on the winner of Phoenixville at Marple uh, versus Marple Newtown. So the Phantoms on the road at Marple Newtown. We'll hope to get updates from MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Uh, the Daily Time, Delco Daily Times has reporters at uh, all of the Delaware County games covered tonight, which is outstanding. Uh, we'll try to get you updates from Garnet Valley and Pencrest, and uh, you know, uh, let's see, Haverford. I'm sorry. I didn't say Garnet Valley, Valley and Haverford, Haverford, rather. I said they wear the same uh, colors. Right. <laughs> uh, Conestoga and Ridley will rematch uh, an instant classic from last Saturday night. Um, we'll get updates also from Springfield and Unionville as Neil Gagan uh, from the Daily Local out in Westchester is there. So um, I just wanted to mention another senior who was not uh, included last week. He's not been in uniform all year. He's your leading tackler from a year ago. And unfortunately, um, Greg Belleville is uh, getting hugs from mom and dad on a, a belated senior night. Uh, he was not here uh, last week. Uh, and again, unfortunately, has not been in uniform for the Panthers all, all season. But uh, good to see him out there. Uh, senior tackle Aiden Williams still out of the lineup tonight. Uh, and Aiden Sutherland also out of the lineup. That's a two-way starter for the Panthers. So they will make some adjustments on both sides of the football right there. But uh, the captain's getting ready to meet at midfield for the coin toss. For the Panthers tonight, it'll be Chase Barlow, Nick Filios, Nat, uh, Matt Schuler, and number 85, Nate Perlman, who's been absolutely on fire at, yep. at defensive end over the last few weeks especially. And uh, you mix in that the work on the offensive line with the two tight ends and those five big linemen, the Panthers, Hopefully keep it rolling. And we mentioned it last week, Mike, that uh, you know the other upside of, of this offense is it's built for cooler, colder, maybe even miserable weather. Right. And so teams that have to put it in the air and work out of the shotgun, you know, you get cold and rain in November and December, it can be a problem. But uh, the Panthers, some trouble last week in uh, really that monsoon, that nor'easter oh, that blew through. It was just awful. But, uh, you know, overall, this is a team that, should feel pretty good, you know, in the weeks ahead here, weather-wise, regardless 
of what uh, what, what the Mother Nature are. throws at us. Yeah, and, and and of course with with these games, they will look to try to seek out a better weather venue if they can. Uh, the problem becomes if you're looking at bad weather Friday, Saturday. Teams do not like to play on Sunday because to transport the teams requires time and a half for the drivers, and that gets pretty expensive. So they really want to have that game on Friday, Saturday. You really can't delay it till Monday because then you have a little time to practice for the winning team for the next uh, the next game. So uh, that's what they look at, but there hopefully will be a, either a change of venue or a, a change of at least date and time if there's really bad weather. Captain's meeting at midfield here, and uh, again, trying to. We'll do our best with the to see the numbers. Number fifty-seven, Tremaine Brown, a three-year starter uh, on the defensive line. Uh, Strathaven has won the toss and deferred. Is that right? Yes, okay, that so. is correct. All right, so upper, Andrew Kaufman's here, and Upper uh, Marion up will get the ball first. Move, we'll see the Strathaven defense. We'll move left to right. Also, the co-captains, uh, number fourteen, your running back is Braden Marino. Number nineteen. Uh, Nolan Clayton is a outside linebacker and slot receiver. He also um, started at quarterback for the first. Uh, he, he was sharing time at quarterback. So there's uh, there's some talent on the offensive side of for Upper Marion, and it's uh, Zade Etheridge uh, calling the signals tonight. He wears number five. They'll throw throw it a lot. This is a team that's going to spread you out. Try to put it in the air maybe 25, 30 times or more, and uh, mix in runs to keep you honest. But uh, Panthers are be ready to go on defense. So, uh, thanks again to the marching unit that put on a good pregame show. We have a moment of silence. Yep. Okay, so again, thank you for uh, the pause there. We'll come back in just a moment for the tail end of the National Anthem and a quick explanation and tribute for the moment of silence you just heard on HavenFootball.com. You probably have a deductible of $500 on your car insurance. Why shouldn't it shrink each year you drive safely? Allstate thinks it should, down to nothing. Can you afford not to be in good hands? Your local Allstate agent is Steve Taub in media. Give him a call at 610-566-3500 for all your insurance needs. Your car is probably your second biggest investment. An AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven wants to keep that investment in tip-top shape. AMF Auto Clinic has been maintaining automobiles since 1961, and they take pride in their work and in keeping your car in perfect running order. From inspections to general maintenance and repair, you can trust your auto investment to AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven. Call for an appointment today at 610-872-2167. Hello, everyone. I'm Ron Jaworski, former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, and you're listening to high school football right here on havenfootball.net. That's the Strathaven Marching Unit playing the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, our pause just before the break was a moment of silence held here in the stadium uh, to honor and, and just pay tribute to uh, Mike Molusky, who is a longtime youth wrestling coach and the middle school wrestling coach here for decades, has given tons to the community uh, and passed away very suddenly a few days ago. So some heavy hearts here. There are a number of Strathaven football players and families that are heavily involved in the wrestling uh, program, and this is a guy who would... Uh, just gave tons and tons of time and energy and effort to so many kids over the years, so he will be sorely, sorely missed. So the Panthers hopefully can uh, 
get the emotions in check and get them in the right place and uh, put it all together for Coach Molesky and his family. Our thoughts and prayers go out to them, of course. All right, Panthers ready to kick it away. Charlie Shankweiler's carrying the tee out to the 40-yard line, and Alzir Thomas will stand deep. The junior wearing number two for Upper Marion will await at about the 10-yard line. Dangerous returner is your leading receiver for the Vikings. And Shankweiler has it over on the far side, uh, far hash mark. And ready to move left to right are the Vikings with Thomas at the 10. Zielinski, also a three-year starter, started in the playoff game in 2019. He awaits at the 25, and Joey Kovacek awaiting at the 20. They flank him, but they'd like to get it in the hands of number two in the open field as often as they can. So we'll see what Shankweiler does with it to start. Here we go. District 1 playoff action is underway. High line drive kick over the head of Thomas. He catches it off the fingertips and through the end zone. There's a touchback. Good work there by Shankweiler. And a long field for Upper Marion to start. They start with quarterback Zade Etheridge, 6'2", 170-pound junior. Threw for 239 yards a couple weeks ago against Upper Perk. Running back is Braden Marino. Brad Zielinski, Alzier Thomas, and Marcus Crittenden are your three wide receivers. Nolan Clayton will play tight end and slot receiver. The center is Elijah Davis, Tremaine Brown, and... Uh, Dominic Casciavillani are your guards. Left tackle is Wyatt Hart, and Stephen Krauss is the right tackle. Big, big front for Upper Marion. We'll get to the Panther defense in just a moment. Four wide receivers. They spread everybody out. Two receivers to either side, and now they send the backs in motion. Marino, they go three to the left, to the right, empty backfield, back to passes Essert. He has time. He has a pocket. Down the seam he goes, overthrows his man. Out near midfield, streaking down the seam there was Nolan Clayton. He caught a 62-yard touchdown a week ago, but this time they overshoot him. Chase Nangle and Sam Milligan in coverage. For the Panther defense, up front, Nate Perlman and Mason Green are your defensive ends. Jason Williams and Ben Farabaugh are your tackles. Bobby Fuscus inside linebacker, and Anthony Crawford joins him now for the first time in four weeks. Chase Barlow on the outside linebacker, and then opposite him as the whip is Matt Schuler. Corners are Austin Connor and Chase Nangle, and free safety Sam Milligan. Second down and 10 from the 20. They go empty backfield again with Marino to the right of the formation this time. They fire into the flat. It's complete. This is Crittenden looking for running room. Panthers stack him up and slam him down. Crawford with a nice double leg takedown with help from Barlow. And down he goes after a gain of maybe three. Third down and seven upcoming on the short completion. And uh, again, Panthers have to tackle well. This is a team that wants to throw it a lot in the secondary. Panthers have been suspect of the big play on occasion yep. this year, but I don't think they're going to play these guys as soft as they have in the past, as, as they have other teams. Other. Uh, all that being said, Panthers defense allowing just 15 points per game. That puts them in the top 20 in District 1. Again with five wide receivers. A little stack formation to either side. Back and they throw to the flat. Now it's a double pass. The Panthers are, have it read and are looking for it. Ethan Barrara wraps him up, but still for picking up first down yardage. Yep. Panthers were ready for the double pass. They covered it well, but nice work there by Clayton to move the chains as he runs it out to the 33, maybe 34-yard line. Yeah, we should note that Clayton is 6'5", 220 pounds, yep. so not easy to bring down. So that's actually a lateral and uh, calling an 11-yard run and a first down for Upper Marion. Panthers are ready for that, and hey, Conestoga hit the Panthers with that early 
uh, in the game a few weeks ago, but nice work by the secondary to get it covered. Fresh set of downs here for Upper Marion. Motion man from left to right, and they give it. On the jet sweep is to that motion man, darting his way across the 38 to the 39, goes Alzir Thomas for a gain of five on the jet sweep. Second down and five upcoming. So Panthers could not quite get to uh, (laughs) Clayton there as he wound up to throw it. And uh, good work. And you mentioned, Mike, his size. He is he is a big, big guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, he falls forward, and it's a yard <laughs> and a half. So, you know. All right. Clayton comes slot right. Two receivers to either side. Pistol look now on second down and about seven. Zade Etheridge takes the shotgun snap. Back, looking, fires to the shallow cross. Complete and shedding a tackle. Ball scramble for it, and let's see. Fumble is on the turf, and the Panthers fighting for it. And on it at midfield is Strathaven's number 40, Bob Fuscus. Nice work there by the Panthers, and they'll start at the 49-yard line. First turnover of the game. Unfortunate break there for the Vikings, but the Panthers will start with Sam Milligan at quarterback, Chase Barlow, Matt Schuler, and Anthony Crawford, your three-headed monster in the backfield. Mason Green and Nate Perlman are your tight ends. Center is Jack Beck. If Nick Filios... Are your and Ethan Barrar are the guards. Jake Millett and Ben Farabaugh are your bookend tackles. We'll get to the Viking defense in just a moment. First and ten from the 49. Milligan under center with a wing T behind him. They shift Barlow as a wing to the right. Five down linemen for the Vikings, and they give it to Schuler off the right side. He explodes into the outside on the far sideline. He'll pick up maybe six or seven. We'll see where they spot it on that far sideline. Boy, their defense shifted very nicely, but boy, Haven picked him up. And, and again, you know, Haven's really worked with these running backs where they just need to get a sliver open. They just need to break a slight gap to get those running backs through, and that's exactly what happened there. Second down and two upcoming after Schuler rips off eight. We'll get to the Upper Marion defense after this play. From the 41-yard line on the far hash, Panthers moving right to left here. All 11 men in the box within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Just as Crawford, he'll bang his way for maybe first down yardage. Driven back there by a number of white jerseys, but good work there by Crawford to pick up two and, and a first, first down. Yep. All right, Panther, uh, Viking defense rather. The five down lineman, Wyatt Hart, uh, Michael Scavello, uh, number 68 in the lineup, T.J. Hanley, number 60 is Dominic Cachavellani joined by Tremaine Brown. We'll see Bubakar Jallo in there as well and Jason Hampton Miller at times as well. Inside backers are Dylan Ferrero and Joby Kovacic. Outside backers, Braden Marino. And we'll see Nolan Clayton as well. Corners, Marcus Crittenden and Preston Thomas. Brad Zielinski is your free safety. On first and 10 from the 39. Wing T, two tight ends, back to passes Milligan, under heavy pressure, rolling to his right, dumps it to the flat. He has Crawford, who spins forward across the 35, down to the 34. Nice little dump off there for a gain of five. Second down and five upcoming. Vikings covered that well. That was really just, uh, that was just Milligan really playing good football and, and having a release. But other than that, they, they weren't fooled at all. Oh, well, we got a flag. What do you have here? Uh, you got an ineligible man downfield here against the Panthers. Well, nobody's pointed up well. And are they going to decline it? Second down, really? Okay, well, we'll see. They're gonna, no, they're going to pick up the flag. Right. Okay, no penalty. No penalty on the play. All right, so Panthers will have second down and five from the Viking 34. 8.48 to play here in the first quarter. Vikings started with the football but turned it over. Bobby Fuscus on the uh, fumble recovery near midfield. Here we go. 
Two tight ends, wing T. Again, all 11 men in the box for Upper Marion. On second and five, give is to Barlow. Room off the right, left side, rather, drives forward across to the 30, down to the 26. Chase Barlow rips off eight and a first down. I'm telling you, when you're playing all men in the box like Upper Marion is and they're getting beat for four and five yards on a running play, that is not a good sign because I don't know what the heck plan B becomes. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, we'll see if the Panthers uh, decide to loosen it up with uh, a passing game tonight. Right. But, I mean, they already put it in, in the air once. Right. Quick five-yard gain maybe loosens it slightly. But five down linemen again here for Upper Marion. From the 26, Milligan under center. Schuler in the backfield with Crawford. Give it on the sweep. Coming to this near sideline is uh, Barlow, who's going to back his way down near the 20. Give him six more. And second down and short upcoming. So good work there by Barlow and Ethan Barrar leading the way. The frustrating part, I think, for Upper Marion is going to be that Haven is very kind. I mean, they'd love to have a breakout play, but if they're just going to do five and six yards all the way down the field, they're happy with that. Yep. Clock continuing to melt here on the first quarter, 7.25 and counting to play here in the opening stanza. Two tight ends, green to the right, Perlman to the left. On second down and four, Milligan gives to Schuler, looking for room. He's going to bounce outside. Stutter step to the 15, to the 10. You will not catch Matt Schuler, and he is gone. 21 yards to the house. Throws the defender. An ankle-breaking cut, and Schuler to the end zone at the 7-11 mark of the first quarter. Mm. That was just classic football from the first snap on for the Panthers. You mentioned it, Mike. I mean, you put all 11 in the box. There's not much behind them if uh, you make one man miss, and Schuler can certainly do that. His 11th rushing touchdown of the season, and the Panthers waste no time cashing in on the turnover. Shankweiler on for the extra point. Menneker to snap. It's a good one. Milligan puts it down, and Shankweiler puts it through. 7-0 Strathaven. We'll take a short timeout. Vikings trying to answer in the opening round of the District 1 playoffs when we come back on HavenFootball.net. The Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper has partnered up with HavenFootball.net. The Swarthmoreian was established in 1893 and is a true community newspaper and covers the Wallingford-Swarthmore School District as well as events in Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding communities. Get your copy every Friday at 320 Market or Swarthmore Co-op or call 610-543-0900 for a mailed subscription. For all the local news, read the Swarthmoreian every week. This is Ralph Lawler of the L.A. Clippers, and you're listening to High School Football on HavenFootball.net. Panthers with a 49-yard scoring drive to get things going here at George L. King Field. Matt Schuler taking it 21 yards in off the right side. Again, beautifully blocked, and the Panthers on top. 7-0. Bobby Fuscus with that fumble recovery near midfield set up the short field, and up and running are the Panthers. There we go. Shankweiler, high, very short kick, angle near sideline, fair catch, signaled for and made. Good decision there by Zielinski to set up Upper Marion at the 30-yard line with black shirts bearing down on him. So Upper Marion moved it out near midfield, but uh, a fumble from number 13, 
Marcus Crittenden set them up. A couple of quick score updates. Springfield leads Unionville 7-0. Plymouth White Marsh up on Cheltenham 7-0. Phoenixville leads Marple Newtown 7-0. And Ridley leads Conestoga 7-0. Okay, lots of 7-0s here. Uh, just a few minutes into several first quarters <laughs> around District 1. That's where we are here. Panthers leading by seven. Upper Marion starts their second drive here at their 30-yard line. Two receivers to either side. Motion man is Marino from right to left. Give inside. This is Kovacek, the fullback up the middle. He's going to be wrapped up by Fuskas and Barlow, but not before he picks up maybe five or six. He'll mark it out to the 36-yard line. Second down and four. Kovacek, kind of your sledgehammer fullback, if you will, for Upper Marion. He. Had a touchdown run a week ago in the loss to Boyertown. Another touchdown run against Pottsgrove a few weeks back. He is kind of the thunder to the lightning of Braden Marino. Marino and Kovacek in the backfield. Pistol look this time. Clayton is slot to the left. Give for the first time Marino. Looking to bounce it out to that left side. Panthers string it out nicely. He's going to be just, just shy of the first down here as Fuskas and Schuler. In the mix for the tackle. Sam Milligan flying up from the free safety spot as well. Brings up third down and a yard. You can see where the Vikings have done well over the course of the season. You know, Even when their play is pretty well sought out by the defense, they still manage to get three or four yards. Good, big, fast uh, backs. And a, a number of the Vikings, we were talking in the pregame on the field, a lot of underclassmen here. This is a team that has a chance to be good next year as well. Third and a yard. Here we go. Etheridge takes the shotgun snap, stretching the left side is Marino. First down and more down that far sideline. Midfield still fighting for yardage into the Panthers' territory. And Sam Milligan holding on until he gets some help at the 46-yard line. Good, tough running there from Braden Marino on his second carry of the night. Brings up another first down. You know, last time they crossed into the Panthers' side of the field, they fumbled it, so... They got the ball and the first down at the 46, so they're in, in good shape and moving. Haven's going to have to come up with something to stop them there. 5.30 and counting to play here in the opening quarter. Strathaven leading 7-0. Four wide receivers again for junior quarterback Zade Etheridge. Two to either side. Motion man is to Kovacek, and they throw it out to the flat. Kovacek is met in the backfield and buried. Waiting for him was Nate Perlman, Bobby Fuskas there as well. They drop him back to the 49-yard line for a loss of three. Well, that was what they needed. They needed to do something to, to make it a longer field, and even uh, certainly did that. They, they obviously knew that play was coming from the moment the ball was snapped. That was a backwards pass. All right, so we'll call Kovacek So that'll go down loss. as a tackle for loss. All right. And a rush. Third, second down and about 13. Alzir Thomas split to the far side, Crittenden to the near side. Slot left is big 19, Nolan Clayton. Etheridge back to pass on second and long. Fires to the near sidelines, complete to Crittenden, and is banged out of bounds immediately. Nice tackle there by Chase Barlow at the Panther 45. So a gain of four on the play. Crittenden's third grab of the evening. So we're, we're at third and nine. It's going to be interesting to see if they don't make it. I would think they'll want to... Even if it's even if there's no gain on this play, they're, I, I don't think they're going to punt it. We'll see. Etheridge, three out of four, throwing it for 15 yards here in the early going. Panthers trying to get a stop here on third down and nine from the Strathaven 45. Two receivers to the right, eye formation this time. One split out the left, now they shift. Empty backfield, three to the left, three to the right rather, two to the left. Etheridge. 
In the empty backfield, back to pass. Looking, has time, now running out of time. Scrambles away from one man. Eyes still downfield. Mason Green on his back and got him back near midfield. Down he goes. Mason's got him for his fourth sack of the season. Now they'll punt. One would think. (laughs) Well, they're the 50, Brad, 49. 49, it'll be fourth and about 14, 13 rather. A loss of five on the play, and you've got an injured. Is that the quarterback? Is that Etheridge? That's not good. That would not be good. Can't tell from here. Yeah, it looks like, again, no, uh, hard to see the numbers. I think it is the quarterback, Etheridge, as Mason Green wraps him up. So we're going to take a short timeout and see what the Vikings can come up with on fourth and long. Panthers doing the job on defense so far. Stick with us on HavenFootball.net. Selling or buying a home is serious business. And for serious business, the key to your success is to work with an experienced agent. Sandy McCulley has almost 20 years of real estate experience and is a seller representative specialist, as well as a certified residential specialist. Sandy specializes in both Delaware and Chester County real estate. Sandy conveniently works out of the Media Berkshire Hathaway Home Marketing Center in Media. Let Sandy's experience be your advantage in today's multifaceted real estate market. Give Sandy a call at 610-368. Six six four one. This is Keith Jackson reminding you you're listening to High School Football right here on HavenFootball.net. Welcome back to George L. King Field. Fourth and 13 upcoming here for Upper Marion. I believe that was Zade Etheridge. Yeah, uh, and he did get up under his own power and walk a little gingerly off the field. So an injured Viking here uh, at the moment, and we'll see what they come up with, whether they decide to punt or go for it here. Quick score update Another from Andrew. couple quick updates. Garnet Valley leads Haverford 14-0. Plymouth Whitemarsh up by that same score. Westchester Ruston and Innerboro is a closer one, 7-3. Right. Ruston leads. Here we go. They will look to go for it perhaps. Clayton is the punter, but he is also the backup quarterback, and now you're going to get timeout Strathaven. Uh, Looked sort of like a punt formation, but uh, again, they want to make sure they're ready. Schuler was standing deep expecting a punt, but with uh, Clayton standing there only about, oh, what, six yards behind the line of scrimmage, gives them some options to either punt it or, hey, try to make a play. So 7-0 Strathaven, 3-17 to play here in the opening quarter, and uh, Upper Marion... Boy, this is risky to go for it, you would think. But, uh, again, now the Panthers should probably be ready to to fight on defense here if, uh, in case of a fake or, or, or if they just break out to a regular offensive set. Right, right. And I, yeah, I don't know what the plan was. It was, it was, it was certainly there was some thought that they weren't going to just sit there and punt the, get, punt the ball. But I don't know what the option would have been. It's six feet behind a... The center, you don't have a whole lot of time to make a decision. You got something, Andrew? Yeah, Plymouth White Marsh, not even halfway through the first quarter now, up 21 nothing. All right, the five seed taking care of business there. All right, so looks like punt formation here. Nolan Clayton awaits about six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Matt Schuler stands deep, and Clayton does. Quick kick, wobbling kick, angling towards the near sideline. Schuler stays away from it and takes a terrific roll for the Vikings mm. inside the 10, inside the 5, and stops dead at the 4-yard line where it's downed by number 4, Quinn Seals. So long field in front of the Panthers here with 3.01 to play here in the first quarter. That's actually they, down to the 3. They uh, take it down to the... Inside uh, their own five here, 97 yards to go to hopefully stretch a 7-0 lead if you're a Panther fan. We'll keep an eye on 
Uh, Zade Etheridge as well on the far sideline, hopefully for the Vikings junior. He's able to walk this off and keep the game plan intact for the Vikings. All right, Panthers now deep in their own territory. Milligan under center, motion man is Schuler. And on first down, the give off the right side is Anthony Crawford. Lowers the shoulder, bangs his way out across the 10. Still driving the pile. Ken carrying tacklers. How's that leg feeling, Anthony? <laughs> All the way out to the 15-yard line. 12 yards later, took a half dozen white shirts with him. I, I, don't th- I think he had about five yards on, his, you know, through the hole. And then four guys jumped him, and he dragged them six and a half, seven yards. That is impressive lower body strength from Anthony Crawford there. Oh, yeah. And just the whole David team as well. I guess the legs healed. Second down. I'm sorry, first and 10 from the 15 now. Second play on this drive with a little more room. Two tight ends for Milligan. Gives to Barlow, looking for room off the left side. Cuts it back and right into the arms of a white shirt and uh, wrapped up quickly, and they sling him backwards for his trouble and call it no gain on the play. Second and 10 upcoming. Yeah, that, it was interesting. I thought I saw a hole open, and I don't know whether he slid closer to over the guard. Than, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell, but I thought there was an opening. Now you have another injured Viking over on the far hash marks. We'll take a short timeout. Hopefully uh, all is well with the Upper Marion defensive lineman. Stick with us. Strathaven leading 7-0 and looking for more when we come back on HavenFootball.net. Nobody covers the Delaware County high school sports scene like the Delaware County Daily Times. No matter what the season or the type of sport, football to soccer to lacrosse to wrestling to track to basketball and baseball, virtually every high school sport for every high school in the Delaware County. For complete coverage of today's games, pick up your copy of the Delaware County Daily Times wherever newspapers are sold or go online at www.delcotimes.com. If it happened in Delaware County, it's in the Delaware County Daily Times. Hey fans, this is Todd Lights, public address announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you are listening to High School Football right here at HavenFootball.net. Welcome back to George L. King Field, where I have another Upper Marion injury. Can't see the number, which uh, of the linemen this 44, is. 44, 40. I don't know. That's somebody bigger. That's 70-something, I think. Oh, it is? All right. Showed you in my eyes. Hard to, hard to see. Again, we'll, we apologize if we get some names and numbers wrong here for Upper Marion. White jerseys with light yellow, gold. Uh, gold, light gold numerals. Hard to see from here. All right, second down and 10. The Panthers from their own 15. Wing right is Barlow. Crawford and Schuler in the backfield. This is Crawford for a couple more. Not much. Good work there by number 52 on the tackle. That's Jason Hampton Miller. And brings up third down and eight. So the Panthers got a little bit of room on that first down carry from Crawford to get them off their three-yard line. But now third and eight, what do you come up with here? Do you dare throw it? Uh, Well, you're so close. I mean, a turnover here would be a killer. But uh, see what the Panthers can can do here from their own 17-yard line. Milligan again with two tight ends. Wing to left is Schuler. All 11 men within four yards of the line of scrimmage. Back is Milligan looking. Has a man wide open. Schuler down the near sidelines. Got it at the 50, 40. You will not catch Matt Schuler. Milligan right on the money with that one. And 83 yards later, the Panthers on the board again. Well, that'll keep him out of the box. I'll tell you that. <laughs> For sure. That, that should help keep some of the guys out of the box and actually make Make them respect the passing game that the Panthers have. 
And, and I'll tell you, uh, uh, he bobbled that ball when he caught it, which my heart practically dropped. Yeah. <laughs> he was so wide open, but he, he dr- pulled it in and, and marched off with it. So, Well, on the wheel route, there was nobody within yep. maybe 20 yards of him. Milligan right on the money with it. Shankweiler on for the extra point. It's up, it is long enough, and it is good. 14-0 Strathaven, a 97-yard scoring drive. Heck of a start here for the Panthers. See if the Vikings can answer when we come back on havenfootball.net. PNC Bank has technology to help make banking easier, like a PNC business line of credit or PNC Total Auto, a place online to easily find and finance the right car for you, or PNC Home Insight, to search for a new house within your budget. PNC, make today the day. PNC Bank branches in Nether Providence and Swarthmore are ready to help you with all your banking needs. Stop by and say hello. Make today the day. Hello, everyone. I'm Ron Jaworski, former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, and you're listening to High School Football right here on havenfootball.net. Sam Milligan on the money with that one. Matt Schuler's visited the end zone twice tonight. 113 to play here in the opening quarter. 14-0 Strathaven, the two-seed, trying to hold serve here at their home field at George L. King tonight. And uh, again, not a not a great start here for Upper Marion. They'll be digging out of a hole, but still have the firepower to to do that. They like to throw it, they spread it out. So throwing it quickly and often is uh, not out of the realm here, but we'll see what they can come up with after this. All right, here we go. Shankweiler on to kick it away. Alzir Thomas waits at the 10-yard line. Shankweiler instead goes with another short pooch kick. It's going to come down to one of the up men, and making the catch at the 33-yard line is number 35, Preston Thomas. Good fair catch made, and Upper Marion starts there at their own 33. A couple of quick updates. Springfield and Unionville tied at 7. Ridley leads Conestoga 14-6. to six. All right. Marple Newtown, we just uh, got an update here. Uh, and Marple Newtown was gifted the ball at the four-yard line after a shanked punt from Phoenixville and did not score. Oh, God. 7 nothing. Phoenixville on top. Mm-hmm. All right. Here, 14 nothing. Strathaven. With the lead, the Vikings with the ball. Zade Etheridge back in the game. Two receivers to either side. Give us to the tailback. Marino's got to bounce it outside on Nate Perlman, who says, no, thank you. Drops two, drops him for a loss of two, and Big Nate continues some terrific play at defensive end. Perlman got through that line, practically had time to set up a T-service and welcome the running back. And by the time the running back got there, this actually happened in a matter of a second and a half, he was just sitting there by himself waiting for him and just grabbed him. That was it. Perlman and Green definitely giving up some size tonight to these offensive tackles. But uh, strength and quickness-wise, both have shown uh, flashes here in the opening quarter that they should be maybe in pretty good shape here. All right, two receivers to either side. Pistol look again for Etheridge on second and 12. Fires to the flat. It's complete on that far sideline and rolling his way out to the 39. I believe that's uh, Clayton. Let's see. When he gets up, yep, that's the biggest guy on the field for the Vikings. Nolan Clayton picks up five or six out to the 39-yard line. 12 seconds, 11 seconds, 10 seconds to play here in the opening quarter. And I think the Vikings are going to go catch their breath. All right, we'll take a short time out as we've come to the end of the first quarter. It's been all Panthers in the early going here. They've cashed in 
on a turnover. They've scored on the ground. They've scored through the air. And the defense doing the job so far. 14-0 Strathaven. Be back in just a moment for the start of the second quarter on HavenFootball.net. High school basketball season is just around the corner, and DelcoHoops.com will be bringing you all the excitement and thrills of another season of Delaware County High School Hoops. We follow all the teams in Delco, and we pick our free Game of the Week broadcast to bring you the best live games right on the Internet. We feature the best teams and the best games right through the PIAA championships. If you love high school basketball, you've got to check us out at DelcoHoops.com. High school basketball never sounded so good. Ralph Lawler of the L.A. Clippers here. Keep listening to high school football right here on HavenFootball.net. Welcome back to George L. King Field. Brian Carroll bringing you play-by-play. Joined by Mike Mayer, Andrew Kaufman, and Pete Fulginetti. Strathaven 14, Upper Marion nothing. Third down and five upcoming for the Vikings. A couple of quick updates. Unionville leads 10-7. Rustin actually missed the extra point, so it's 6-3 between them and Interboro. All right, the one seed and the 16 seed, but Interboro has been hot, winning a couple weeks in a row to bang their way into the playoff field. And one of the Daily Times writers a few weeks ago said, boy, this Interboro team's the best 1-17 yeah. I've ever seen. And, uh, again, did just enough to get in and have to deal with a tough team in Rustin tonight. All right, third down and five. Etheridge in a pistol. Two receivers either side. He's back to pass. Looking, firing the near sideline. Incomplete. Overshoots his man, Alzier Thomas. Chase Barlow in coverage. But uh, nobody's reaching up for that one. Just a little too tall for everybody. Fourth and five upcoming, and it looks like the punt team will make its way onto the field for Upper Marion. I'll tell you, right now, Haven is playing, uh, you know, cornerback safeties are doing a super job of covering these receivers. Standing deep to return the punt, Chase Nangle and... Matt Schuler at about the 30-yard line. Nolan Clayton awaits the punt snap inside his 30. He can throw it, and he can run it, so keep an eye on him. But he lets it go. Ooh, Mason Green had a chance to block it. Didn't. Kick is away, and it's fielded by Schuler, who uh, is banged out of bounds at the 25. Tumbles out near the 30. And the Panthers will get their third possession going with a uh, little more room than uh, last time. Start yep. at their three. So they'll put it down at about the 30-yard line, moving left to right here in this second quarter. Phoenixville leading Marple Newtown 7-0 at the end of the first. We'll keep an eye on that one as well, as the winner of that one will come here to George L. King Field if the Panthers hold on, or maybe uh, another road trip in store for Upper Marion if they can turn it around here. All right, so Panthers with a T formation behind Milligan, two tight ends. Ten men in the box, and now they shift. Another safety back there, and the give is to Barlow off the left side. He'll cut back to the left and run into a wall of white shirts. Nothing doing past the 34-yard line. Still gain a four, or three maybe. Clancy. Depends, uh, depends which linesman we're going to yeah, believe here. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, Clancy really wants to push the underbelly of this Upper Marion team. He really wants to try to soften it up with constant assaults. And you know what? You can't argue with them. It was four and a half yard gain, so they can do that twice there within, you know, striking distance for a first down. All right. Wing to the left is Schuler. He goes to the backfield now. Barlow, wing to the right. They give it to Schuler, looking for room off the right side. Explodes into the secondary. Stiff arm at the 40. Carries a man to the 45 yard line. Nice work there by Matt Schuler. Picking up 11 more. 
He's been on fire. He said before the game down the field, he said, my legs feel great. He's like, I feel fast tonight. I remember those days, (laughs) 50-something years ago. (laughs) 83 yards receiving and 46 rushing so far. I'm going to have to believe him so far. Yep. 10.45 to play here before halftime. Strathaven walks it up to the line, leading 14-0, first and 10 at their own 45. Fuscas in the backfield. He has the carry off the right side, and he's met quickly. Yep. Nice work there by 44 Kovacic. And Fuscas still good for him for picking up a yard there right. as he was met in the backfield. Yeah, he, was, he stunned it through a gap and picked him up. I, I'm not, it's hard to tell whether Fuscas would add much gain because he moves so quickly and so hard he usually powers over people, but not when you grab from the back. Nice work there by the defensive tackles, uh, holding up the line and letting Kovacic shoot in. And, you know, I'll mention this after this play about the work of the Panther defensive tackles so far as well. All right, second down and nine. Two tight ends, Milligan under center. Motion man is Chase Barlow, and they give on the quick hitter. Fuskas into the secondary, explodes. 40, 35, down the near sideline, cuts it back at the 20, and down near the 15-yard line. Wow. Little guard trap that time. Everybody who's watching uh, Barlow in motion. And down to the 15 goes Bob Fuscus for a big gain of 39. Well, this is this is really a matter of who the, who the heck do you watch? Right. <laughs> I was mentioning the defensive tackles. Look, Mason Green and, and uh, Nate Perlman both had outstanding first quarters. But uh, Jason Williams and... Ben Farabaugh, if it's not on the stat sheet, when they, those running backs try to bounce it outside into the arms of uh, those defensive ends, it's because the tackles are doing the job, too. On first and 10 from the 15, Crawford back in the game, off the left tackle. He'll bump his way down near the 10. Panthers getting some push now. Didn't look like much, but you unpile, and it's yeah. a five-yard gain. Yeah, yeah. And, and I got to tell you, when you're on defense and you think you're hitting people pretty quick, and then you look at the sticks and you go, oh, man, that was another five yards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how much faster can I get to him? Inside of nine minutes to play here in the second quarter, Sam Milligan has the team in the red zone again. From the 10-yard line, second down and five upcoming here for the Panther offense that's just rolling right now. 118 yards rushing, 88 passing so far. We're barely into the second quarter. Hard count. Jumped, but not far enough, and they go with a little option. Give inside is to uh, Crawford, who dives off right tackle for four more, third down and a yard upcoming. Thought that uh, hard count almost uh, yeah, got almost everybody drew moving. There try was get, movement on that defensive yeah, line. Yeah, not, not far enough. Just though. not enough. <laughs> well, read. you know, as you, as you advance through the playoffs, it's, it's harder and harder to draw teams off. Not that you can't, but much better discipline. Panthers break the huddle with third and one from the six. Crawford is your fullback. Joined by Schuler, keeping it himself as Milligan pushes the pile off the left side and, a, as you call it, Mike, a rugby scrum. Gets him inside the five for a couple more and a first down. So Sam Milligan's first carry of the night sets up the Panthers' first and goal to go from the four. Yep, boy, and, you know, the Panthers doing as well as they are. Milligan hasn't done anything yet tonight other than an 80-yard pass. Well, <laughs> hasn't bad. done anything. There's an 80-yard yeah. pass in there. Not well, bad. I, I have high expectations. <laughs> uh, Marple Newtown has tied the game with Phoenixville. Congratulations. All right. Here, Panthers looking for more. They lead it 14-0. First and goal from the four. Barlow wing to the right. 
Milligan under center, turns, gives to Schuler, looks for running room, not much there. Excellent job that time by the upper Marion line, just stacking him up maybe a yard. Yeah, if you're going to play the box, now would be a good time to really make it as tight as you can. Fifth carry of the night for Matt Schuler, 47 yards and a score on the ground. Although I would think Milligan rolling out would be a heck of a play right here myself. Maybe yeah. float a tight end or one of the wing backs out there to the Pete, flat as Pete well. Pete just gave me a thumbs up. He's <laughs> our silent partner in the backfield. I think this is Anthony Crawford time here on second down. T formation. Schuler, Crawford, Barlow, left to right. Turn, give. A, this is a rollout. This is Milligan looking for room, sprinting to the pylon, and in for the touchdown. Good call, Mike. <laughs> Mike must uh, be wearing a different headset. Uh, he's in the ear of uh, the offensive coordinator, maybe. But Sam Milligan's third touchdown of the last two weeks has given them a three-score lead. Panthers on top by 20, extra point pending. Haven't you guys ever wondered why they pay me the big bucks? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, wait. I don't make him any of this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Shankweiler on for the extra point. I still haven't seen a slant pass for, uh, you know, maybe yeah, a couple well, of times. You've been baking. begging for that yeah. for 20 years. All right. Ball spotted. Extra point is away. It is long enough, and it is good. Shankweiler free, three for three. Panthers three for three scoring the football tonight. 6.43 to go before halftime. 21-0. Strathaven doing the job tonight on havenfootball.net. Every year, nearly 6,000 teenagers go out for a drive and never come back. Just talking to them can change that. The Allstate Parent-Teen Driving Contract can help. Get yours from an Allstate agent. It's time to make the world a better place to drive. It's Allstate Stand. Are you in good hands? Your local Allstate agent is Steve Taub in media. Give him a call at 610-566-3500 for all your insurance needs. Hi, everyone. This is Greg Murphy from the Phillies broadcast team, where high school football never sounded so good, right here at havenfootball.net. 6.43 to play here before halftime as the Panthers have just cashed in on a 70-yard scoring drive. The big 39-yard run from Bob Fusca set it up. And Sam Milligan takes it in from the three, 21-0 Panthers. Shankweiler on to kick it away again. Alzir Thomas awaits a kick again. He's inside his 10. Wouldn't seem, wouldn't shock me to see Shankweiler try to drive one through the end zone here. He approaches and booms one. High end over end kick, but they will have a chance to return it. Thomas from the five, straight up the middle across the 15-20, now with speed, and then runs into a couple of tacklers. Nice work there by Barlow to wrap him up at the 30-yard line. All right, so decent field position here for Upper Marion. They trail it 21-0. Right now, struggling to get much going. Just 22 passing yards, 31 through the air. And, uh, again, it's, it's been a struggle. Plymouth White Marsh now up 28-0, still in the first quarter. Unionville leads Springfield 13-7. Okay, we'll keep an eye on those scores from elsewhere. Here, pistol look for Etheridge. Two receivers to his right, one to his left. Fullback in the backfield as well. Offset to the left, that's Kovacek. Gives to Marino, the tailback. Up the middle he goes, bumps through the first tackle, but not much else. Nice work by Crawford to uh, wrap him up by the legs and then got help afterwards. A couple of extra... Pushing and shoving 20 yards downfield from uh, some good blocking and uh, and trying to get off the block in the secondary, but nothing comes of that. Good sign there. All right, gain of three 
for Marino. Brings up second down and seven. Marino, four carries. Sorry, five carries for 16 yards. Two wide receivers to the right. One to the left. Pistol look again. Kovacek, your fullback. Marino is the halfback. They throw to the right flat. It is incomplete. Very good coverage. Barlow and Crawford lurking in the flat there. And incomplete it falls for Etheridge, who, again, hobbled off after that sack by Mason Green and has not quite looked the same since. He is... uh... All right. All right, so we've got second down, third down, and seven coaches screaming above yeah. our heads. That's <laughs> so what gave us pause. Substitution here for the Panther defense, as we can hear, uh, hear the defensive coordinator shouting out some instructions here as they go with a nickel look here. Right. Faribault out, and in comes Glavichek on third down and seven. From the 33, Etheridge, pistol look again, three receivers, back to pass, looking to his right, fires back over the middle, is complete, and a good catch by Clayton, and tumbling out to the 45-yard line. Good coverage, good throw, good catch. That's just good work all around. Yeah, you couldn't couldn't cover him any better than you did without interfering with him. The ball was perfectly thrown right to his numbers. He took the inside, shielded the defender away from the ball, made the catch, and the defender dropped him as soon as he made it. I mean, it was picture-perfect football. Uh, for everybody who was playing, including the quarterback's throw. Gain of 12 on the play for Clayton on his third catch of the night. Second catch of the night, rather. And it brings up first and 10 from the 45-yard line. Upper Marion stretch play to the right side. Marino has to bounce backwards momentarily, and the Panthers string him out. Riding him out of bounds on that far sideline is Nate Perlman at about the 47. Gain of just two for Marino. And the Panther defense continuing to do a good job against the run here. 4.55 to play here before halftime. Upper Marion trailing 21-0, trying to get on the board. They are approaching the midfield mark here. They'll snap on the far hash from their own 47. Three wide receivers, two to the left, one to the right. Clayton in the slot for the Vikings. Panthers with a four-man front. Etheridge back to pass again. Comes back to his left, fires on, and look, has Clayton out on his near sideline. He sheds one tackle, Schuler over to give help, and ride him out of bounds at the Panther 38-yard line, 37-yard line maybe. We'll see where they spot it. But nice delivery again from Etheridge. A nice delivery. He was open. I mean, it, yeah. w- it wasn't like 20 yards, but he was at a four-yard. Now you have another injured Viking. This is the third white jersey who's uh, down I think that's Graham Snowy who's moving. Let's hope so. This is, uh, I believe that's Marino or Kovic. Check. That looks like Kovacic, right. like 44 Kovacic. All right, so we'll keep an eye on him. He, well, is he going to He's gonna try to hop off himself here? All right, uh, maybe uh, not. not. All right, so we'll take a short time out, see if he can uh, get well enough to return here. Vikings getting hammered by injuries and hammered on the scoreboard right now, but they're looking for something to get something going. We'll be come back football.net. After the game, don't forget to check out the best high school football website, havenfootball.net. You'll be able to check scores around the Central League, as well as key teams throughout Pennsylvania in the PIAA system. Havenfootball.net, for great game statistics and articles. If you're into Haven football, or simply high school football, there is no better place to be than havenfootball.net. <laughs> This is Keith Jackson. You're listening to High School Football right here on havenfootball.net. All right. So 
Another injury issue there for the Vikings. Etheridge very gingerly yeah, jogs, jogs in the play for Upper Marion. Kovacek hobbled off under his own power. Let's hope that that's minor and maybe hydrate him a little bit, see how that goes. But either way, first and 10 here for Upper Marion after the 16-yard connection from Etheridge to Clayton. Clayton, slot to the right, receiver split to either side. First and 10 from the Panthers, 37. Etheridge fires to the near flat, complete to Crittenden, and the Panthers ride him out of bounds. Austin Connor slings him out at the 34, maybe? Yep. All right, so gain of maybe four on the play. Crittenden, four catches now for 19 yards or so. He's, uh, again, just short passing game. This is, as in a sense, as effective as a run if you're completing them. And Etheridge, seven out of 10 so far. It's moving it down the field. That's what they need. They need to get. They need to get some points at this stage of the game. They cannot go in the half with a with a goose egg on the uh, scoreboard. Panther defense bending a bit right here. Slot to the right, Alzir Thomas. Panthers have knock on wood held him in check. Slot to the left as well as Marino. Four wide for Etheridge, who's back to pass. Looking, steps up, fires underneath, complete to Crittenden near the thirty. Bumped down there by Crawford and Barlow. At the 29, he'll be a couple yards shy of a first down. And, again, another short gain of four for Crittenden. Yeah, they're getting their passing game together. It's not a long one, but they're doing it. A couple of quick updates. Ridley leads 21-6. Ruston now up 13-3. And Garnet Valley leads Haverford 21-0. Same score right here. Strathaven 21, Upper Marion 0. 3.45 to play here before halftime. And the Vikings looking at third and about two. From the Panther 29, give is to Marino. Looking for him off the left side. Rots of running room. Cross the 25 and bangs down to the 22. Nice work there by Marino. Picks up a few and moves the sticks again. So Panther defense, we mentioned, bending a little bit more. So gain of seven for Marino. He's up to 25 yards rushing on his seven totes. Etheridge jogs in the play. Really good tackle there from Chase Barlow as he was being blocked. Able to get his hands on the legs of Marino and bring him down. Alzir Thomas split to the far side. Receiver to the near side, Crittenden. Slot right is Clayton back to pass as Etheridge. Looking to his right. Fires down the field towards the end zone and incomplete. Good coverage from Nangle, and then coming across the face of the receiver, Sam Milligan, to get a hand, maybe got a hand on that late. Incomplete it goes, but hey, took their shot on the post. You know, he had he had a receiver open probably about five yards away, and, and this, and I don't know for sure, but this is where impatience really hurts. Uh, although, you know, it's first down play, so you got plenty of time to make it up, but he had a gain play potential on a check down list. He was very committed to that to that receiver, and he was well, and that receiver was well covered. In that 2019 playoff win for the Panthers against Upper Marion, the Panthers scored in the fourth quarter on a spot almost the exact same play, a post pattern. Jack Ryder to Jarris Adams from 21 yards mm, out. Jarris Adams. All right, two receivers to either side. Back to pass is Etheridge under heavy pressure. Now he's hit. Ball is loose. Scramble for oh. it, and it looks like Upper Marion's on it. Upper Marion's on it, but that's Nate Perlman flashing in again. Another sack for Big Nate. Drops him back at the 27. You know, the success of Upper Marion making those passes is very quick releases. If he's got to hang on to that ball, that's going to be a problem for their offensive line to hold off the defensive 
uh, defensive line of the Panthers, as we just saw. Lost of four more on the play. Murray just took a timeout. And another timeout. So we'll take a short timeout with them. 2.45 to play here in the first half. Upper Marion looking at third and long and trying to get on the board on HavenFootball.net. Your car is probably your second biggest investment, and AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven wants to keep that investment in tip-top shape. AMF Auto Clinic has been maintaining automobiles since 1961, and they take pride in their work and in keeping your car in perfect running order. From inspections to general maintenance and repair, you can trust your auto investment to AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven. Call for an appointment today at 610-872-2167. Hello, everyone. I'm Ron Jaworski, former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, and you're listening to High School Football right here on HavenFootball.net. All right, 2.45 to play here before halftime. 21-0 Strathaven, Upper Mary with third and long upcoming, but Andrew has an update. Plymouth White Marsh early in the second quarter leads 35-0. Marple Newtown with just over four, under four and a half to play, takes the 14-7 lead on Phoenixville. Phoenixville shanked another punt to give them a short field. Here we go. Third down and 14. Etheridge, three receivers was right, looks that way, fires it out to the flat. It's complete and short of, Ooh, well short tackle. of first down yardage. But a good tackle over near the original line of scrimmage. That chase an angle with the big hit. And we'll spot it at the 21. I think it's fourth and nine upcoming. That was just a a good clean. He stopped him. He dropped him. That was the end of the play. Well, good work there. Crittenden picks up six on his sixth catch of the evening. 60 yards passing for Etheridge on nine completions. But now fourth and nine be one heck of a long field goal here is is you know based on what i saw in warm-ups this would be out of the range of the sophomore kicker three wide receivers to the left they'll go for it on fourth and nine three to the left one to the right etheridge pistol behind him back to pass looking steps up fires down the middle a wobbler incomplete somebody get a hand on this man or? had a step but etheridge would like to have that one back incomplete looking for his man Brad Zielinski down near the goal line. It falls to the turf, and the Panthers take over on downs. First and 10 at the 21. They have 150 to play with before the halftime gun, and uh, all three timeouts. So how aggressive do you think they're going to be here? Well, Strathaven has two timeouts left. Sorry, two. Yes, they did they, call they one took, on defense. They, they yep. called one on defense on the early Upper Marion drive, the first Upper Marion drive when they thought there may be a oh, fake, fake punt. punt yeah. If the Panthers can score here and then get the ball to start the second half, score again, they would love, love, love to shorten this game and get out of it healthy. All right, here we go. From their own 21, motion man is Schuler. Back and giving is to Crawford. He'll bump his way off the right side out near the 30-yard line. Give him eight more. I missed that, kid. Yep. (laughs) He was all smiles. Well, not much different. Even uh, that young man smiles, and, and we talked before every game, but uh, he was extra excited tonight to be back in uniform after missing the last uh, three and a half weeks. Well, I say he half weeks. He played the rest of that Springfield game with right. that leg injury, uh, but was not anywhere near uh, 100%. And then, uh, again, just good to have him back there. He's the fullback in the wing team. Motion man is Schuler. They go toss play to this near side. This is Barlow, actually, across the 30, 35, and he's got first down yardage out to the 38-yard line. Barlow moves the chains. Clock will stop momentarily, and the Panthers will hustle in a play here with 105 to play 
before halftime. Milligan brings in the play quickly. They'll put it down to 38. Barlow picked up nine on that last carry. Think they're going to go for it all right here? I don't know. Wing to the right is Austin Connor. Give is a quick hitter. This is Barlow at the fullback. He's going to drive out near first down yardage, just a couple yards shy, but and then they're going to call timeout. Yep. And with one still in his pocket, Coach Clancy wants to talk it over as Barlow stretches it out to the 46. So gain of eight more for Barlow, who shifted to the fullback spot there with 39 seconds to play here before half. What will they come up with here? Should be interesting. Well, there's no doubt that he's not going to sit in his laurels. He wants that score, as you pointed out. If we can get points here, get the ball back, beginning of the second half and get points, that's it. This game's over. Early second quarter, still 7-10 to go. Plymouth White Marsh now at 42 nothing. Wow. PW, the five seed. and uh, Who were they playing? Plymouth White Marsh is playing Cheltenham. Cheltenham. Ridley, Conestoga hits a field goal, cuts the lead to 21-9. And Marple Newtown gets an interception. They have the ball at midfield. So things falling apart for Phoenixville. Their special teams letting them down at the moment. Two very short punts have led to the Marple Newtown 14 points so far. All right, Chase Nangle into the game for the first time at split end. Wing to the left is Schuler on second down and two. They're gonna move, they're gonna move Chase up to the line of scrimmage. He's got to cover the tackle. And they're going to have to call time. They're wow. going to have to burn their final timeout right there. Ouch. Mm. Come out of a time up, timeout and couldn't get lined up the right way. As, uh, yeah. They, they, actually, is the right thing because otherwise it would have been a five-yard penalty. Five yeah. penalty so. so, Panthers out of timeouts now, but, of course, can stop the clock with first downs or uh, maybe kill the clock with a by spiking the football with just 39 seconds left. But still a long way to go here, 54 yards from pay dirt or – Hey, you've got a decent kicker. <laughs> if they get it close, so yeah, they'll take maybe yeah. a field goal here before halftime. And the other, the other thing is, of course, Clancy could call three plays in the huddle and just say, bam, 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 let's see what yeah. happens. Although we've never seen that really happen, have we? Uh, it's like a slam Coming pass. out of timeouts, they've, yeah. they've, they have called multiple plays. They Half- have gone no huddle. Halftime between Cheltenham and Bishop Shanahan, or between Chichester and Shanahan, is scoreless at the half. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's a rematch of last week's game. Now they go two wide receivers. Shuler to the right, Nangle to the left. Two backs behind Milligan. And he drops the snap. He's going to pick it up and be swarmed immediately. Now the Panthers have to hurry. Clock ticks. 33 seconds, 32 seconds. Let me just take a knee. (laughs) Yeah, at this point, you know, (laughs) they're going to have to (laughs) come up with something. Yeah, Coach Clancy just waved the team back on. So as as well as this team has executed all season long, that was uh, as sloppy a a uh, couple minutes, as we've seen. Right. Botching uh, the way they lined up. They two consecutive timeouts and a fumbled snap. But still, all things considered, Strathaven 21, Upper Marion 0. Very few complaints for the Panther faithful through the first two quarters. So, at halftime, we'll hear from Pete Fulgenetti and Andrew Kaufman. And, Mike, you guys can be chatting about, oh, who knows what in the world of sports, That's even right. beyond this game here. And I'll try to get up uh, on some scores from around District 1 and District 12. And uh, we'll get to hear the Upper Marion Band at halftime as well. So stick with us. Strathaven 21, Upper Marion nothing. Panthers taking care of business so far on HavenFootball.net. 
The Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper has partnered up with HavenFootball.net. The Swarthmoreian was established in 1893 and is a true community newspaper and covers the Wallingford Swarthmore School District as well as events in Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding communities. Get your copy every Friday at 320 Market or Swarthmore Co-op or call 610-543-0900 for a mailed subscription. For all the local news, read the Swarthmoreian every week. Your car is probably your second biggest investment, and AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven wants to keep that investment in tip-top shape. AMF Auto Clinic has been maintaining automobiles since 1961, and they take pride in their work and in keeping your car in perfect running order. From inspections to general maintenance and repair, you can trust your auto investment to AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven. Call for an appointment today at 610-872-2167. Selling or buying a home is serious business. And for serious business, the key to your success is to work with an experienced agent. Sammy McCulley has almost 20 years of real estate experience and is a seller representative specialist, as well as a certified residential specialist. Sammy specializes in both Delaware and Chester County real estate. Sammy conveniently works out of the Media Berkshire Hathaway Home Marketing Center in Media. Let Sandy's experience be your advantage in today's multifaceted real estate market. Give Sandy a call at 610-368-6641. You probably have a deductible of $500 on your car insurance. Why shouldn't it shrink each year you drive safely? Allstate thinks it should, down to nothing. Can you afford not to be in good hands? Your local Allstate agent is Steve Taub in Media. Give him a call at 610-566-3500 for all your insurance needs. Welcome to the At The Half Halftime Report with Mike Mayer, Pete Folgenetti, and Statman Andrew Kaufman. Tonight's report is sponsored by Sandy McCauley at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and Media. Give her a call when buying or selling your home. We're back at George L. King Field where the Panthers are taking a commanding lead, 21-0 at the half. It's been all Panthers all the time. Upper Murray's been pushing it, no doubt about it, and trying to do what they can. They've had some success with the passing game, and that's, of course, a good thing. But uh, beyond that, it's been, like I said, all Panthers. Pete, your impressions? Oops. Wait. we got to put your mic on. We, we switch out mics at halftime, and we forgot. You should be good there. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you now. This All is right. an old T-Mobile commercial. Good. Well, the uh, the Upper Marion can move the ball, but they're they're moving it between the 30s. Once they get inside each 30-yard line, the Haven defense has tightened up. But I'm impressed a little bit by Upper Marion's size. They got some really good size on the line. They got a nice passing attack, but uh, when they get closer to the goal line. Uh, you know, inside the 30, the Panthers tighten up. As far as the Panthers' offense, they've been just dynamite tonight. They've been moving the ball, running the ball. And what I liked in that second score is when the Upper upper Marion was playing nine, not, I think, nine or ten men in the box. Yeah, so what did we do? We split out uh, Schuler and hit him with an 83-yard bomb. And, well, they didn't uh, even get I mean, we weren't even There was nobody to... even near him. So, I mean, if you can do that against this team, then, then they're going to start to think, well, we, we can't put everybody in the box. And it just makes them play more, more uh, you know. It loosens play- them up. Yeah. So, uh, but the 21-0 lead, uh, I, I think we, we can see that this game is pretty well in hand. But, I mean, it's not over yet. Haven gets the opening uh, kickoff in the second half. If they do get down and score, 
then I can safely say it is over. But uh, I'm impressed so far with Haven. Yeah, I, I think they've had a really nice game. Andrew, are you going to make any comment? Or you're busy doing what you're doing. It's Strathaven's looked good. They've done what they do. 21 carries for 152 yards, keeping right on their season average of 7.2 yards a carry. And they've hit the two passes for two for two for 88 yards. Yeah, it's a, one's for eight. Once, <laughs> once for five, I once for 83. 83. Okay. Yeah. All right. And yeah. that'll skew not, your not much right better now. you could ask right. for out of a first half of football. No, and uh, have there been any flags? I don't think there, there's there was any the one that was thrown that oh, then was picked up. So it's no. There, there haven't been any penalties in this yeah. game. Right. It's been a very, very well played very well game. game by both teams. I, I will tell you that both teams, even though there's a little bit of pushing and shoving, which is strictly a, a frustration thing, but I think what, what you've you've seen is um, you know real good sportsmanship on both sides. A lot of guys really hitting hard and then grabbing them by the hand, helping them up, patting them on the helmet. Smacking them on yeah, the I mean, these are invention. two good teams, and I think they respect each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're in a playoffs. You've both had good seasons, and uh, they're playing hard. But Strathaven, so far, has been the better team. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, too, Upper Marion, as I've been watching them, uh, you know, they're rushing up to that line on defense. They're getting set there. I mean, they think they, they know what they're doing. They know what they want to do. And even though the score is not in their favor, they're going to play this thing till the very end. And that's just And I, I think in the second half, we have to assume – the upper Marion's going to just throw and throw and throw the ball because that's what they do best. And when you're down 21, that's what you got to do. Yeah, and you know what? They have the ability to turn this around really, really quick. I think the key, the key to Upper Marion has to be to stop the, the the next touchdown. You know, they have to stop the next possession from Strathaven. And if they can't do that, I think while it's it's it'll only be 28 to nothing, that a four a four. Score deficit really. And you know tough. what? You know what else is not in the favor of Upper Marion is the style of play of Strathaven. They don't just score quickly. Well, they did right. one time here. Yeah. They drive the ball. They run the ball. The clock runs. It's tough to come back from three scores yeah. when your when your opponent is running all the time. Well, that's it. I mean, even if Upper Marion comes in and throws a quick touchdown and gives the ball back to Haven and they they launch right. a forty fifty play drive, even if they don't score. I think the only way I Haven, would like to debate Haven, your theory, Pete, about Strathaven controlling the clock. What are Eagles? No, Strathaven. <laughs> we oh, haven't gosh. controlled the clock this half. Really? We're actually down in time of possession. We've had it for 11-18, and Upper Marion's had it for 12-42. So not that That's big of a difference. Interesting. But yeah. there well, is, I, you know, Upper you Marion s- does have a slight advantage in time of possession. I, I think what's, what, what, what made that go that way was this the sure 83-yard bomb. Because if they would have drove that field instead of the 83-yard bomb, they would have had three or four more minutes. Oh, that's a good that point, too. That would have made a huge yeah. That one play there kind of... Three or four minutes, I think they would have taken five, six, maybe seven yeah. minutes yeah. off yeah. the clock so, on that I mean, But I, mean, I don't think Strathaven cares about time. They just want to no. see They, they just want to see the points on the board. Yeah. Well, well I, I, I would say that they're flying. We talked about this during the game, actually. You know, Upper Marion may feel, hey, we're holding these guys to five, six yards of carry. You know, not too bad. They're not breaking them open on us. But, you know, Havens, I mean, they would like we're, to see we're the We're perfectly content to play yeah, that we'll, style we'll, of football. We'll, we'll play, you know, we'll take eight and a half, nine minutes to go down and score, and then here's the ball, you get four and out or, or eight and out maybe, and then we'll take over again and we'll take it for another eight minutes or so. So, yeah, that's that's a style of football that, that's, that you that's may Coach, feel better. But. That's Coach Clancy's style, and it's been that way forever. Yeah, you know, and, and when you look at their running game tonight, you know, it has not been – impressive from the standpoint of the breakout it's been impressive for many other reasons but the breakout at least initially wasn't there but then again you go back and look and say well yeah but we're holding six seven yards of carry 
Why would you want to throw it? Why would you take the yeah. risk? Just keep running a ball until they figure out a way to stop it. And, of course, there haven't been, with the exception of the last uh, series, you know, before the half where they had to take two timeouts and they fumbled the snap. And other well, part, than that, it's been a very clean yeah. situation. Well, part, for part of that, ha- that end of half drive was you're working up against a time crunch. You have a minute 50. You have to go, I think it was like 60, right. 60 70 yards down the field. So you've got to move quickly, but you've also got to execute. And I don't know that they've practiced that two-minute drill all that often. I, I think what happened is Clancy called a formation they were not familiar with, and I saw. I think you I think saw, part of it was also personnel. Well, because what I, I what yeah. I've kind of heard out of one ear is the coaches were saying Nangle hasn't played a lot of split end this year, which is true because you've had Aiden Sutherland, you've had right. Matt Schuler lining up there, so. It was kind of position, a position he was unfamiliar with, so right. and he, didn't he was a little he had to unpl- be on the line. Yeah. He thought he was supposed to be split out and back. But. Yeah. He thought he was supposed to be a yard off the line, so he's not covering up the tackle right. and killing an eligible receiver. Right, 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 right. But really, he was supposed to be up on the line covering up the tackle because right. that was the only player to that side of the field. Yeah. Right, and he resisted. I, I know that... Uh, um, you, you could hear the coaches Milligan upstairs came trying. Up and said, move yeah. up, move up, move up. But he was very, uh, Nagel was very nervous about moving to the to, to the line of yeah. scrimmage. So. I mean, if, if he moves up to the line of scrimmage, all he has to do is point over to the ref. And if the ref says move back, then he'll move back. And there won't be a flag. And the Haven coaches can stop yelling about it because that's what the ref said. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, if you're going to make a mistake, that's not a bad position yeah. to make a mistake. Where you're leading 21, nothing going in there. Yeah. So, all right, guys, let's change gears just for a couple of minutes. Let's talk about the Eagles. They finally got a win against a terrible Detroit team. An absolutely terrible Um, Detroit team. I mean, I guess that's the good news because, God, if we had lost to Detroit, it's like, oh, my goodness, why bother watching another game? Let me run something by you. Last week, they played the Detroit Lions. They rushed, what, 45 times for 236 yards. Something like that, yeah. This week they play the Los Angeles Chargers, who statistically are worse Stopping the run than the Lions. If I'd, you're like Nick to, Sirianni, I'd like to see a similar what, game plan for this week. this week. Would you run the ball? You run the ball. I, I don't care that ball. Miles Sanders is out. You've got Jordan Howard, who apparently to, apparently still has legs. You've got th- that's another Bo- mistake. You've got you've got Boston Scott and you've got Kenny Gainwell. Jordan I, Howard has been on the practice squad yeah. all year. Well, he should well, have been on the roster. Well, pa- part of that was they called him out because of the Miles Sanders injury. And he fills more of a power back role. Granted, they didn't have that guy on the team before he came in. But Miles Sanders kind of fits that build. Yeah, but when it's first and goal into two, wouldn't it be well, nice to well, have that let, power back? Let's see, how the, let's see how that co- how the coach does it. Because I think if he goes back to a passing game, as you pointed out against the Chargers, all hope is lost. He better exit yeah. the back door. Well, he just, it's, it's for everybody in the world is pointing to see it, now. Because you can see that's not Jalen Hurts' strength. Yeah, well. he, he's not an NFL caliber passer not at he, this point in not time. He, he isn't yeah. right And now, I haven't yeah. seen anything in his progression through the years mm-hmm. that leads me to believe he's going to become an NFL caliber All right, passer. on that cheerful note, we'll go back to a game that we're really enjoying, which is yes. the Panthers <laughs> at 21-0 over <laughs> Upper Murray in the first round. PIAA District 1 5A playoff game. We will be back with the second half in just a few minutes after we check in with our sponsors. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a few minutes. PNC Bank has technology to help make banking easier. 
like a PNC Business Line of Credit or PNC Total Auto, a place online to easily find and finance the right car for you, or PNC Home Insight to search for a new house within your budget. PNC, make today the day. PNC Bank Branches in Nether Providence and Swarthmore are ready to help you with all your banking needs. Stop by and say hello. Make today the day. The Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper has partnered up with HavenFootball.net. The Swarthmoreian was established in 1893 and is a true community newspaper and covers the Wallingford-Swarthmore School District as well as events in Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding communities. Get your copy every Friday at 320 Market or Swarthmore Co-op or call 610-543-0900 for a mailed subscription. For all the local news, read the Swarthmoreian every week. Probably have a deductible of $500 on your car insurance. Why shouldn't it shrink each year you drive safely? Allstate thinks it should, down to nothing. Can you afford not to be in good hands? Your local Allstate agent is Steve Taub in Media. Give him a call at 610-566-3500 for all your insurance needs. Welcome back to the second half of tonight's Strathaven football game. Tonight's sponsors are the Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper, true local coverage of Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding neighborhoods. Published since 1893. Steve Tobbs, Allstate Insurance and Media. Auto, home, and life. You're in good hands with Allstate. The Delaware County Daily Times. All high school sports every day. If it happens in Delaware County, it's in the Delaware County Daily Times. AMF Auto Clinic, taking care of your cars since 1961. Located in Brookhaven on Edgemont Avenue. PNC Bank Branches in Nether Providence and Swarthmore, your friendly neighborhood bank. Make today the day. Sandy McCauley at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and Media. Give her a call when buying or selling your home. Now back to the second half with Brian Carroll, Pete Folginetti, Andrew Kaufman, and Mike Mayer. Welcome back to George L. King Field, and thanks to Pete and Andrew and Mike for the halftime chatter, and thank you to the Upper Marion Marching Band, which was fantastic. Not big in numbers, but big in sound, and uh, on a cold night, it is not easy to blow into those horns. And so they've done uh, a super job and uh, are thankful for their efforts and thankful for the effort of the Strathaven Band as well. Uh, a little shorthanded tonight. There was a bit of a stomach bug going through the band, so... Nick Pinataro, uh, about 100 band members short tonight. And it still is probably the biggest band in the Central League uh, and, and did a wonderful job in the pregame. So thanks again to all the band members and the cheerleaders who've been here as well. So, um, again, nice to have another home game at George L. King Field. And the Panthers tracking towards uh, being here again next week with a 21 nothing lead here at halftime. So as the two seed, they will play here uh, at you know, as long as they can this week and potentially the following week, and then we see where the seedings fall out for Thanksgiving weekend in the district final should the Panthers keep playing as well as they have through these first 24 minutes. All right, speaking of the first 24 minutes elsewhere, lots of 7 o'clock starts from around District 1. We will keep you updated as best we can. Let's start and stay in the 5A bracket uh, to begin with here. On the other side of the bracket, number 5, Plymouth White Marsh, in a mercy rule circumstance now against Cheltenham. It's 42-0 as they start the second half up in Plymouth meeting, so that'll be a quick running uh, clock in the the rest of the way there. Uh, Staying in 5A 
uh, Innerborough, number 16 Innerborough against number one Ruston. Ruston, eight and one as the one seed. They are giving, uh, their Bucks are giving them all they can handle. Abu Kamara scores on the final play of the first half. It's 13 10. Ruston over Innerborough. And uh, yeah, hey, the Bucks are, Bucks are battling. So good sign there uh, for the DelVal uh, entry in the 5A field. Uh, staying in 5A, Marple Newtown and Phoenixville has gone to half. 14 7 Phoenixville. Phoenixville with a punt of negative four yards. Oh, it's 14 I'm sorry, 14 7 Marple. Marple. Right, I'm right. sorry. 14 7 Marple. Phoenixville has punts of negative four and eight yards. Mm. Uh, that Imagine have set what, up, what that kid feels. That have set up uh, the Marple touchdowns. So, uh, Marple Newtown, uh, again. Good night for Charlie Box getting started, uh, but he left the game with an injury, at least momentarily. Let's hope he's back uh, and healthy. But either way, uh, the Tigers holding serve at the moment uh, as the seven seed, but in a tight one with Phoenixville, 14-7. Staying in 5A, Springfield uh, at Unionville tonight, number 14 Springfield on the road out at Unionville, 13-7. Uh, Unionville on top, so the Longhorns taking care of the Cougars so far, but Chris Britton uh, has his team in that game as well. Of course, it's 21 nothing here. We mentioned that in the other game uh, of note, number four, uh, Upper Dublin at home tonight. Well, we say at home. Hurricane Ida, that tornado still wiped out a good chunk of trees, homes, and facilities at uh, Upper Dublin. So they are playing that ho- their home games at Wissahickon. So at Wissahickon tonight, Upper Dublin hosting Westchester Henderson and leads 28 to nothing. So the four seed, and they are, they are the defending 5A champions. Again, there were Teams missing from the field last year, of course, with COVID. But, uh, hey, Upper Dublin's put together quite a run over the last 10 years with uh, Coach Stover and friends. So, in 6A, Perk Valley on top of CB East 21-7. That's uh, uh, the higher seed taking care of business so far there. Number two, North Penn, all over CB South, 28-6 to uh, up at Crawford Stadium. Uh, in 5A closer to uh, – sorry, 6A closer to home, Ridley 29, Conestoga – Ridley 21, Conestoga 9. Ridley with a goal line stand just before halftime in that one. Uh, Garnet Valley crushing Haverford 28 to nothing out in Glen Mills. Coatesville on top of Owen J. Roberts uh, 20 to 10. Coatesville tail- trailed that game uh, 10 to 7 uh, midway through the second quarter, but uh, have turned it around. And the three seeded Raiders leading Owen J. now 20 to 7. CB West and Penridge in the 8 9 game. CB West 7. Penridge 3 as they just started the second half there. Quakertown as a 5 seed, undefeated 5 seed. Uh, leading Souderton, uh, 26-7. to seven. Uh, George Bannis up in Quakertown uh, doing well right there. Downingtown East is the four seed. They take on Springford, and they lead 22-7 to seven at the moment. So you're looking at a Downingtown East-Quakertown 4-5 battle next week if those scores were to hold. Uh, dropping down to 4A, Pottsgrove leading Upper Moreland 24 to nothing. The wheels have fallen off for the Golden Bears, uh, losing two in a row and now trailing 24 nothing to Pottsgrove. Uh, Upper Darby uh, crushed Upper Moreland last week in a bit of a surprise. And then the other 4A game uh, that's a, a rematch from last week, Bishop Shanahan and Chichester, as Andrew mentioned earlier, scoreless at halftime. So we'll try to keep you posted as we continue to watch some football live here in front of us. Uh, but, uh, hey... <laughs> Lots of good games going on and people bundled up listening, uh, or hopefully here in the stadium or just watching. But uh, Panthers still haven't made their way to the sideline, but they are getting ready to go here as 
Upper Marion has the football teed up and ready at the 40-yard line. Still 11 seconds on the halftime clock, and the Panthers seeming ready to milk every second of it here. (laughs) Enjoy every second of their break and their time on the home field tonight. All right. So, Panthers huddle up and give a little chant there in the middle of the field saying, hey, we need to come up with 24 more good football minutes here and hopefully play in here again next Friday night. All right. So, Zaid Etheridge for Upper Marion on the offensive side of things. Nine out of 14 for 64 yards, throwing it in the first half. Upper Marion with one turnover, the fumble in the early going, and again, just 64 yards, I'm sorry, just 38 yards rushing. But here we go. Upper Marion ready to kick it away, standing deep to return. Who is that kicking off for Upper Marion? Chase, uh, we'll see. Uh, Looks like 18 is... Typically their kicker, the sophomore. And here's a squib kick. It's going to come to Matt Schuler, who fields it on a hop at the 20-yard line. Looks for room up the far seam, and he's got a stiff arm and now Uh-oh. coming to the near sideline. 35-40, speed across the 45, midfield, one man to beat. Down the near sideline, 30, still stays inbounds. Great balance for Schuler, and he will go 80 yards for the touchdown. Matt Schuler takes it to the house with 16, just 16 seconds into the third quarter. A stiff arm at midfield, and then speed after that. Panthers lead by four scores. Oh, my goodness. Incredible. Well blocked at the point of attack, and, man, he is just explosive. When he makes up his mind to go, it looked like there was not much room at that far hash mark. Explodes for about 10 yards and then found some room on this right side. Shankweiler on for the extra point. Meneker to snap it. Milligan puts it down. Kick is away, and good. Well, we won't see the Panther offense right away. Schuler takes care of it in 16 seconds. We'll be back in just a moment. Upper Marion to get the football back when we return on HavenFootball.net. The Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper has partnered up with HavenFootball.net. The Swarthmoreian was established in 1893 and is a true community newspaper and covers the Wallingford-Swarthmore School District as well as events in Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding communities. Get your copy every Friday at 320 Market or Swarthmore Co-op or call 610-543-0900 for a mailed subscription. For all the local news, read the Swarthmoreian every week. This is Ralph Lawler of the L.A. Clippers, and you're listening to High School Football on HavenFootball.net. Well, all-purpose yardage for Matt Schuler starting to pile up now. Scored on a 21-yard run early in the first quarter. A little while later in that first quarter, scored from 83 yards on a kick on a reception, and now his first return touchdown of the season, 80 yards to the house with 11.44 to play here in the third quarter. 28-0 Strathaven after just one play into the second half. Shankweiler has it teed and ready to go. Look for another short pooch kick, perhaps, angling through that far sideline, and he does. Very high. Angling. No, uh, no uh, they, they fumble the football, scramble for it, and nice work there to recover. I think that's 35, Preston Thomas, who pounces yes, on it. Yes, it is. Somehow I could see 35. It's, uh, <laughs> boy, that one hit him right off the shoulder pads, and fortunate to bounce 
down straight, straight down in front of him. And Upper Marion will start at their own 36-yard line, moving right to left here as we start this third quarter. So the Panthers, they've done it on offense, they've done it on defense, and now a big-time play on special teams to uh, <laughs> throw a dart in the early going in this second half. And now Upper Merriam just broke the huddle with 12 guys, but no worries. Two wide receivers to either side. Shotgun look here for Etheridge. Fullback on his left hip. Takes the shotgun snap. Jet sweep coming to this near side. This is Alzier Thomas who cuts up field and is ridden down from behind by 57 Ethan Barrar out at the 42. So nice work there by Thomas. They've not been able to find him in the passing game just yet. They'll put it down at the 41 and bring up second down and about five. So he's taking it for jet sweep for five yards twice tonight. But, again, still working for working to find a way to get the football for their leading receiver. Thomas comes into the game with six over almost 700 yards receiving, but hasn't found the stat sheet tonight. Three receivers are left now as they send a man in motion. The give is to the back, and meeting him in the backfield quickly is Mason Green getting off his block quickly and dropping him back at the 38-yard line. That's a loss on the play. Brings up third down and eight. Nice work there by Green to stop Marino. And Mason and Nate Perlman, those two defensive ends have been fantastic all season long, but especially in these last couple weeks. All right, third and eight upcoming. Upper Marion trying to get something going here. Two wide receivers to either side. Split to the far side is Quinn Seals. Pistol look for Etheridge from his 39. Back, steps up. He wants it all. Down this near sideline. Has a man out there incomplete. Austin Connor in coverage. And looking for Alzier Thomas down near the Panther 30-yard line. So fourth and eight upcoming. And looks like the punt team coming on for Upper Marion. So Panther defense... Doing the job there, forcing what we believe to be a three and out, but you never know. With uh, Nolan Clayton standing in punt formation, he can throw it, he can run it, so we'll see. Well, it wouldn't be a bad place for an attempt to do something. All right, Upper Marion lines up. Clayton waits waits for the punt snap at the 25. Schuler and Nangle await inside their 30 to return. Clayton takes a snap. Steps into it, line drive kick, signal, fair catch signal for, and stepping away from it is Schuler. That ball almost hit Austin yeah. Connor in the back, so tough, uh, <laughs> tough break there. But, um, again, good decision there for the return man to step away from it and let it roll dead at the 21-yard line. So the Panthers leading 28 nothing, just a couple minutes into this third quarter, 9.57 to play in the third Hey, we talked about it earlier. If you can score quickly here, get yourself a running clock. Right. And uh, come out of there, knock on wood, a little healthier. Wing to the left is Matt Schuler. Barlow and Crawford in the backfield behind Milligan. Two tight ends in front of him. On first down, they give it to Crawford. Has him running room straight up the middle. Shakes a tackle. He's going to bang his way across the 25, 28, maybe 29 before they bring him down. Give Crawford seven more. So Anthony Crawford piling up the yardage here. Seven carries for 40 yards. We'll take that over and over. 
Second down and short upcoming for the Panthers. 9.30 and counting to play here in the third quarter. Second and almost three. On the sweep to the left side on the Mustang is Barlow. Bounces outside, has first down yardage, and then he's wrapped up nicely. Good pursuit that time by Upper Marion. The ball comes out, but after it was blown dead. So Barlow... Boy, it looked like he had a lot of room there, but nice job yep, they closed by the down. secondary. Yep. Gain of maybe three or four for Barlow. He'll put it down at the 32 Two. or so. 32. And it brings up first the, and 10. Line of sight is a little better tonight than it was last week, huh? Oh, my goodness. Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no my goodness. Blinding sideways rain to speak of tonight. Yeah. No Window. foggy windows. That's right. At least we had windows then, but windows we would have been. <laughs> windows would be nice tonight. Wouldn't, wouldn't be able to broadcast. First and ten, two tight ends. Green to the right, Perlman to the left. And the give is Matt Schuler looking for room off the right side. Cuts back, still bounces momentarily, but nice work wrapping up there by 44 Kovacek. Well, I can tell you, Upper Murray is playing it tough. I mean, there they, you would never know if you didn't see the scoreboard. This game wasn't really, really close. They are just trying to make a statement wherever they can and whenever they can. Barlow with 38 yards rushing. Schuller 43. Crawford with 40. Fuscus with 40. Again, can't really key on one guy in this wing tee. <laughs> Panthers punishing the defense here with several different runners. 11 in the box. Milligan rolling out to his right. Has some room in front of him and blockers out in front. 40, 45, 50. Down the near sideline. Takes a heavy hit and then a little shove out of bounds, but no flag. And Milligan content to take it down to the 38-yard line. Big gain there for Sam. And another Panther first down. I was wondering whether they're going to break that out and just see what he can do. They need to keep him informed for... That's going to be a big play at some point in this season. It already has been, but that could be... A, a real game winner at some point. 27 on the quarterback keeper for Milligan, sweeping to this near side. Had a 57-yard scoring run a week ago. Now first and 10 for the Panthers at the Upper Marion 37. In the backfield, Schuler they give it to Crawford instead. Off the left side, and he'll dive forward inside the 35 to about the 32. He either lost his balance or went to put his shoulder down and Whoever he was trying to do it with sidestepped him, and he just went right over. Put it Looks down like to his feet just went out from under him. Yep. That could have been due. Second down. Turf Monster about, got him. About five. Is five more for Crawford here as Milligan jogs in the play. 7-15 and counting to play here before, in the third quarter. Strathaven leading 28 nothing. Seven more would keep that clock rolling for the rest of the evening. Milligan under center. Two tight ends and a wing tee behind him. And Ooh. met in the backfield this time is Schuler, and he's going to be dragged down Boy. well short of the 35. Uh, no loss. chance. Yep. <laughs> nice work there by 52 Jason Hampton Miller, defensive tackle to wrap him up. That was a, t- a real jailbreak. I mean, Upper Marion was there were two or three players right there in the backfield. So back to the 36-yard line. Good place to throw it, in my opinion. After a loss of three. Brings up third and nine. Panthers, same formation. Perlman to the left has a tight end. Green to the right. Wing to the right is Barlow. On third and nine. Eleven men in the box. Give on the quick hitter as Crawford explodes into the secondary. He's going to have a first down. 
down near the 21-yard line. Or you could run right up the gut. <laughs> Guard trap will do. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Crawford down to the 22. Oh, that is so and another frustrating. another Panther first down. So Give frustrating 14 for a def- on that carry. So frustrating for a defender on a play like that. You have him tied up. You had a great play. You put him for a three-yard loss. You know, third and nine, and then they do that. Just your, beautiful, your fir- first two plays blocked. on that series were a stop for four and a loss for three, back, uh, and a loss of three. Back and, 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 back and Barrar on the blocking right there on the first down. Back to passes Milligan. He wants it all down the near sideline. Barlow out there, incomplete. Excellent coverage on this near side by Crittenden. Not much room to put it in. Uh, find a receiver right there. So see if they'd run that play the time before. <laughs> Well, it would yeah. have been successful. Sure, it would. That would have had yes. to have been and dropped in there on a dime. Yeah, excellent, right. excellent coverage there for yes, Crittenden. Uh, just got word at, out at Sprint with the Springfield and Unionville circumstance uh, that's changed things for the Cougars. Jake Rama, the junior quarterback for Springfield, who's been so effective, has not returned to the game. He's ah. injured in the second quarter. Here we go on second down to ten. Counter crisscross and into the secondary. Schuler is going to explode for his fourth touchdown of the night. Matt Schuler takes it in, counter crisscross again. Barlow to Schuler on the handoff. And the Panthers can run the clock the rest of the night with an extra point. That's one of my favorite plays they have in the playbook. Yeah. That counter crisscross. Because you have the defense going one way. They're all flowing that way because he actually has the ball. Right. And then just that little handoff to Schuler and all the speed that he has. Nobody's catching him on most plays. <laughs> Milligan will put it down for Shankweiler, looking for a 35-point lead. Ball spotted. Kick is away, and good. 35 nothing. Strathaven on top of Upper Marion. 5.26 to go here in the third, and the Panthers have made this, uh, well, just bought themselves a shorter night. Yep. Going to have a running clock the rest of the way when we come back on HavenFootball.net. This broadcast is copyrighted by HavenFootball.net for the private use of our listening audience. Any other use or reproduction of this broadcast without HavenFootball.net's consent is prohibited. Hi, everyone. This is Greg Murphy from the Phillies broadcast team, where high school football never sounded so good, right here at HavenFootball.net. Welcome back to George L. King Field. Strathaven 35, Upper Marion nothing. And we will have a running clock the rest of the way. Andrew? Also news from the Marple Newtown game. Charlie Box got hurt. He's got a heavily taped ankle. And as Matt DeGeorge says, as long as his legs legs attached, he's going to try and play. All right. Let's hope the best for Charlie, the senior running back for Marple Newtown, who's been a huge part of their offense for going on three years now. All right, here we go. Shankweiler. High end over end kick. This will come down to uh, Azir Thomas. Through his hands at the eight-yard line. Picks it up. Looks for running room down that far sideline. Tries to turn the corner. And Brandon Miller says no. Gets some big help there as well. And then a flag comes There's in late. There's a late flag in there. He took a, Thomas took a serious hit on that far sideline. He is slow to get up. Miller makes the stop initially. And then I didn't see, I didn't see exactly who came in with that second hit. But Thomas still down on that far sideline. And then they'll sort out the penalty flag as well. I think this is going backwards for Upper Marion. I, I would think so. It looked to be in the area of like a block in the back or a hold on the return team. 
And if they're going to mark it backwards from the 10, this is uh, this has go. a chance to get <laughs> really ugly. awfully, awfully difficult here for the Vikings. Clock has stopped momentarily. Alzir Thomas hobbles off. Seems uh, to be favoring his leg. And again. It is a block in the back there. Yeah. All right. This goes back to the five-yard line. So, so Upper Marion That'll goes go half the distance. Bad to worse here for the Vikings. Thomas out of the game. Etheridge comes back into the game. He's hobbled as well. And uh, 5-11 to play here. They will restart the clock. And uh, ready to rock and roll here are the Vikings. But they'll have to do it from their five-yard line, trailing 35 nothing against a Panther defense that is uh, <laughs> hungry to slam the door here. All right. Etheridge in the shotgun. There's a running back behind him. Two receivers to either side. Pistol look here on first down from the five. He's going to fire to the flat on this near sideline. It is juggled momentarily and dropped immediately. In fact, losing a yard thanks to the tackle from Matt Schuler. So completion on this near side, I believe that's Crittenden, 13. Uh, yep. Yeah, it looks like Crittenden makes the catch, but was, he'll lose was one. It thir- was 13. it Crittenden or was it Zielinski? Because uh, they thir- were both to that 13, near side. 13 uh, Crittenden. All right, so loss of a yard on the play brings up second down and 11. Clock continues to melt for the Vikings' season at the moment. All right, two receivers to either side. Again in the pistol is Etheridge. Standing in his own end zone, he's going to fire to the flat again. Crittenden one more time, and they'll shake and bake momentarily and driven out of bounds after a short gain. This time it's up, sorry, not Crittenden. This is 14 Marino. Out to the 11. So they'll put it down at about the 10. All right. Third and about five. As Marino's first catch of the night goes for six. And Etheridge 11 for 17, but just 69 yards. Panthers have held these receivers in check tonight in terms of no yards after the catch. Been very good tackling by the secondary. Two receivers to either side. Etheridge on third and five from his own 10, back to pass again. Looking, he wants a deep one down the seam. He's got a man out there, closing quickly and intercepting the football and tackled at midfield is Chase Nangle. Nangle with good closing speed there. Has the Panthers offense back on the field at the midfield stripe. Well, that's what happens when you got to start throwing the ball to make any kind of points. You lay yourself open for some turnovers. So Nangle's third interception of the season, and it's time for some substitutions here in the Panther backfield. Fuscus in at fullback. Austin Connor in at full, uh, halfback. Clock ticks, 234, and counting to play here in the third quarter. Strathaven trying to take advantage of the second turnover of the night. Nate Harrington winged to the left. Milligan and the offensive line still in front of him. On first down, this is Fuscus running room off the right side. He'll, with some fresh legs, push his way to the 46-yard line, gain of four. Brings up second down and six. So, Strathaven again, just getting things rolling tonight with that running game and big play in the passing game, big return to start the second half, and Again, you're not going to see the eye-popping rushing stats of, you know, 400 yards on the ground that we've seen over the last several weeks. But 235 on the ground and counting. (laughs) And another 100 in the air. Another 100, almost 100 in the air. 
and a big play in special teams will get it done. All right, motion man is Harrington. He takes that handoff off this right side, and he'll tumble to the 42. So brings up third down and about to call it two. Yeah, I think Haven's just going to be very content to just run out there four and five-yard plays and just eat the clock up. We have a minute 24 left on uh, the third quarter. So Milligan jogs in the play. Very efficient evening for this Panther offense. Milligan takes his time. Squats down under center with a minute to play here in the third. All 11 men within three yards of the line scrimmage on third and two. And Fuskas is met in the backfield immediately. Good work there by, again, Big 52. He's been in the backfield a couple times. Jason Hampton Miller. I don't know who he went over, but, boy, it was like (laughs) he wasn't even there. Brings up fourth down and uh, call it three or four. First time the punting team's going to have to go out. All right. And, yeah, the Panthers will punt it away. All right, fourth and four upcoming, and Fuscus has dropped for a one-yard loss, and we'll see Sam Milligan and the punt team ready to kick it away. Brad Zielinski, the senior three-year starter, he saw time at free safety back in that 2019 playoff game. He stands deep to return for the Vikings back at the 10. Milligan awaits the punt snap at his 45. You're going to get a timeout for Upper Upper Marion. Okay. 14 seconds to play here in the third quarter. We'll take a short timeout with them. Panthers ready to punt it away for the first time, but we've got a running clock circumstance here at Georgia King Field. We'll be back in a moment on AvenFootball.net. Selling or buying a home is serious business, and for serious business, the key to your success is to work with an experienced agent. Sandy McCulley has almost 20 years of real estate experience and is a seller representative specialist, as well as a certified residential specialist. Sandy specializes in both Delaware and Chester County real estate. Sandy conveniently works out of the Media Berkshire Hathaway Home Marketing Center in Media. Let Sandy's experience be your advantage in today's multifaceted real estate market. Give Sandy a call at 610-368-6641. This is Keith Jackson reminding you you're listening to High School Football right here on havenfootball.net. Thank you, Mr. Jackson. Fourth down upcoming here for the Panthers. 14 seconds to play here in the third. Sam Milligan on to punt it away for the first time. Awaits the snap from Evan Meneker. Snap is a good one. Milligan steps into it. They come after him, but he does get it away. Terrific kick. Fair catch signaled for by Zielinski, and very nicely done by Zielinski with two Panthers right in his lap at the 12-yard line. (laughs) Beautiful punt and a great job by Zielinski with the fair catch. Four seconds to play here in the third, and 35-0. Marple Newtown leading Phoenixville 14-7 in the third quarter, unless Wait. Andrew has an update. Unionville leads 16-7. to Ruston and Innerboro s- still a 13-10 game after three. Okay. okay. Tight and game for the one in the 16 seed. And Marple Newtown still same score as far as we know? Yeah. Okay. Charlie right. Box is on one leg and ripped off gains of 18 and 11. <laughs> All right. Jeez. Here we go. Four seconds to play here in the third quarter. Zade Etheridge and the Viking offense. Ready to go here. Motion man and keeping it himself. This is Etheridge down this near sideline. has got some yardage. Across the 20, 30, run out of bounds here. And I'm sorry, that's not Etheridge. That is number 19, the quarterback 
um, Nolan Clayton in at quarterback. I was going to say, he's running better than Etheridge, who's been hobbled most of the night. So final play of the third quarter is a good one for Upper Marion. See what they can do with it when we come back to start the fourth. 35-0, Strathaven on top. Be back in just a moment on havenfootball.net. The Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper has partnered up with HavenFootball.net. The Swarthmoreian was established in 1893 and is a true community newspaper and covers the Wallingford-Swarthmore School District as well as events in Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding communities. Get your copy every Friday at 320 Market or Swarthmore Co-op or call 610-543-0900 for a mailed subscription. For all the local news, read the Swarthmoreian every week. This is Ralph Lawler of the L.A. Clippers, and you're listening to High School Football on HavenFootball.net. Thank you, Mr. Lawler. Brian Carroll bringing you play-by-play. Mike Mayer doing the color commentary, engineering, and everything else on HavenFootball.net during the week. Andrew Kaufman and Pete Fulginetti, thanks for the stats, spotting, and halftime chatter. Strathaven 35, Upper Marion nothing as we get ready to start the fourth quarter, and Andrew has another score update. Same score in Garnet Valley, Haverford 35 nothing. Bishop Shanahan leads Chichester 14-0. Okay. Keep an eye on that. Strathaven with 12 minutes to run out the clock here and bring an opponent into George L. King Field again next week. At the moment, it could be Marple Newtown as they lead 14-7 over Phoenixville. Here, first and 10, Clayton in at quarterback for the Vikings. Back to pass. Looking. Has all sorts of time. Scrambling out to his right. Dumps it to the flat. It's complete and a good move inside and picking up some nice yardage out across the first down marker to the 44-yard line is number four. Thank you. All right, Quinn Seals. So, gain of 10, Clayton to Seals on the the first connection of the night for the junior. And, uh, again, Etheridge hobbled early in the game after a sack by Mason Green, and now they've gone to Nolan Clayton, who... Shared time at quarterback early in the season, and then they moved him to slot receiver, and he's had an effective year there. But he stands in the pistol, three wide receivers to the right, one to the left, Kovacek right next to him in the backfield. First and 10 from the 44, Clayton back. They set up a little middle screen inside. It's complete across the 50, and Austin Connor wrestles a man down, but not before another 12-yard gain and a first down, and I think you're going to get a flag on top of it at the end here. So... All right, so gain of, call it 13 on the play, Clayton to Kovacek, and then we're going to get some more tacked on, and they're going to give him the, the big variety. Call it 15 yards on the face mask penalty, and this will march it down into deeper into Haven territory. Marco down Kaufman. to the 27. Marco Kaufman's in there at linebacker now, uh, and so is Nate Harrington, Barlow and Schuler out. Milligan out as well, and uh, Brandon Miller in at free safety. Glavicek in at corner on the far sideline, and the clock will restart. 10.57 and counting to play here in regulation. 35 nothing Strathaven, three receivers to the left, one to the right for Nolan Clayton and the Vikings. Back to pass, fires to the left side. It's, it does get it out there to Zielinski, and Fuskas drops him for a big loss. Back outside the 30-yard line. So Zelinski, ball looked almost like it was tipped momentarily. But uh, nobody was close to him, though, was it? Well, it was the, the pass rush was coming quickly, but 
kind of wobbled on its way out there. Zielinski had not much room once he hauled it in. They'll lose yardage back to the 32. Brings up second down and 13. Clayton with a running back on his right hip. Two receivers to either side. Second and 13, back to pass again. Looking, looking, steps up all sorts of time. He wants it all down the far sideline. It is incomplete, nearly intercepted by Austin Connor. He was closest to it, about eight yards in the end zone. And uh, brings up third and long. Again, with the running clock circumstance, as Strathaven leading 35 nothing. the clock continues to tick, even though... An incomplete pass uh, typically would stop the clock. And that was a kind of a throw to the end zone and hope that somebody gets underneath it. Barnett Valley now leading 42 to nothing over Haverford. That's getting more and more lopsided over there. Yep. Russin scores on the first play of the fourth quarter, 20 to 10. Okay. Two receivers to the re- to either side for Clayton on third and 13. Back to pass, looking. Firing to this right side. Has a man out here, but incomplete. Overshoots Crittenden down near the Strathaven 25 and brings up fourth and 13. Yeah, I don't know if that ball got away from him. It was really badly overthrown, but I. It's hard to. You know, you're handing a ball in this kind of weather. I mean, it, yeah. it's a beautiful night, but it's cold. That's a tough throw to make the out route to the far side of the field. Yeah. yeah. When yep. the hashes are this wide. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to get a fog cloud hovering about 20 feet above the field right now. Kind of weird. Fourth and 13 for Nolan Clayton. Three wide receivers to his right. One to the left. He's in the gun. Back to pass. Panthers drop eight in coverage. Looking, rolling, rolling. Going to keep it himself now. He's got all sorts of room. Across the 20. Lowers the shoulder. Bangs his way. The ball comes loose. Scramble for it. And going the other way now is A.J. Glavichick. Glavichick is slammed down. But Clayton took a heavy, heavy hit. And now Panthers checking on him. Mason Green. That's the second quarterback who's... uh, in trouble tonight here for the Vikings. Glavichick recovers the fumble, returns it out to the 19, and He's Clayton, a little woozy. Clayton seems okay to walk uh, it off yeah, under his own power, I but... It might be the hit yeah, itself. Yeah. That was a big-time hit. All right, Panthers oh with boy. now their third turnover of the night. They are plus three, two fumble recoveries and an interception. And now they get the offense back on the field at their own 19-yard line. All right, this will restart the clock after the turnover. Panthers break the huddle again with two tight ends. Evan Menneker in the game now. He's in the backfield alongside of Fuscus. Harrington wing to the right. On first down and keeping himself down. I'm sorry, this is Harrington on the quarterback keeper. Across the 20 and run out of bounds. But a nice work there on the sweep. He'll take it out. Across the 25 to about the 27. Second down and maybe two upcoming. So Milligan out of the game tonight. Finishes two for three, throwing it for 88 yards and a score. Ran it three times for 32 more and a score. And Harrington has the Panthers set up. Second down and about two. 7.30 and counting to play here in regulation. 35 nothing. Strathaven on top. Harrington under center. Gives the fullback Fuscus. Running room off the left side. Sheds one tackle and then slithers out to the 37-38 yard line. And good work by Fuscus. Just straight ahead. Power running. 
He'll be back next year <laughs> alongside of uh, Crawford. Bigger and in stronger. In the backfield, yeah. That's uh, two big guys back there. All right, so from the 40s, what was I'm was sorry, 47, 47 on the stop. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Michael Scavallo. All right, first and 10 for the Panthers. Fuscus picked up 11 on that last tote. From the 38, Harrington under center, T formation behind him. Gave us to Menneker. Nope, good fake, and Harrington will keep it himself. Looking for running room across the 40, down that far sideline, and shoved out of bounds over there. And again, good lead blocking by Ethan Barrar on the pull. Yeah, I was very impressed with that. Not only did he make a great block, but as he got bounced off, he went downfield a little bit and made another block. So that's the what you want to see. Barrar, just terrific quick feet as a guard. He was honorable mention all league last year. I'm sorry, second team all central last year, and he's been fantastic again. And on the defensive side, he's done everything. Defensive tackle, defensive end, even strong safety when uh, Matt Schuller was out for a couple weeks. All right, second and almost five. Give, nope, nice little sweep coming this way is Austin Connor. First down yardage across midfield before he's stacked up at the 47. Nice work there by Connor. And the Panther offense again starting to pile up some numbers here. Connor goes for nine on his first carry of the night. They're up to 272 yards of rushing offense now with 520 and counting to play here. In the fourth, Panthers will move to 10-1 and and host next week against Phoenixville or Marple Newtown. Wing T look behind Harrington to give his to Connor on the second play in a row. Trips over his own man. That was Kaufman in the backfield who was uh, got stepped on, but everybody seems no worse for the wear as Connor falls went, to the 35, 45. Went to make a block on, uh, I'm sorry, on Wyatt Hart, and Wyatt just kind of shoved him back into the hole and then tripped up the running back. It was a pretty good classic defensive play, actually. Kovacic checks out at linebacker for the Vikings with 435 and counting to play in the fourth. So a heck of a run here for uh, Upper Marion to start the season. They started 4-1, and one, but now will uh, finish with five straight losses after success up until October Ooh. 1st. Evan Meneker on the carry. No gain on the play. Nice work there by Big 78, Wyatt Hart on the stop. A couple of quick updates. Unionville leads 23-7. Ridley also up now by two scores, 28-16. So, looks like Springfield's in some trouble with uh, backup quarterback in there and trailing by a couple of scores now to Unionville, who will ground and pound you to death if, uh, if you let them. So that's tough sledding there for the 14th-ranked Cougars. All right, here, third down and about seven. On the sweep again as Harrington gets a nice block, turns upfield, first down yardage, spins his way down inside the 30 to the 29. Great work there by Harrington, and again, beautiful blocking up front. Nick Filios leading the way that time as the pulling guard. Jake Millett comes up a little lame. Let's keep an eye on that. He's going to jog it off here. That's... Good sign, but you cannot lose any of these linemen at this point. Yeah, Lost some depth a couple weeks ago when Aiden Williams went out. They're hoping to get him back shortly. 
But uh, 15-yard gain for Harrington. He's up to 35 yards on his five carries and another first down for the Panthers. Give is to Marco Kaufman. Kaufman who bangs his way inside the 25 down to the 12. They'll put it on the 25 on his first carry of the night. So Panthers, lots of different ball carriers again tonight with just 250 to play here in regulation. We'll try to keep the score updates coming. The biggie, the biggie for the Panthers, of course, is what's going on with Marple Newtown and right. Phoenixville. Because are we heading get updates on that yet? Somebody's somebody's heading here next week. Right. Second and five from the twenty-five. Harrington give off the left side. This is Connor, who's going to bump his way for a couple. Yep. Not much doing is Hart in on another stop. Hart's another guy who again saw time in that twenty nineteen game. So a three-year starter over there. Uh, Interboro cuts the Rustin lead 20-17. to 17. Marple Newtown got a defensive interception after the Phoenixville Phantoms were driving, so they have the ball. Okay, it's still 14-7. And leading, leading 14-7 still. Right. Okay. Still no change since and, the half. And, and a note to our listeners, you guys have been sticking with us, even though this game's gone into the mercy rule and has been all Panthers. You've been hanging in there for most of this game. Thank you for listening. Outstanding. Panthers, 144 and counting to play here in the fourth. Trying to convert now on third and four. Harrington sends Meneker in motion back to pass. Nope, he's going to keep it himself. Looking for a block. Gets it. Turns the corner. But nice job getting off that block and riding his man out of bounds. I believe is 84 Andrew Haney over there on that far side. So... They're going to bark this back at the 24, 25-yard line. They actually say he loses a yard or so. And still now, fourth down and four. One, 110 to play here in regulation. Panthers with a first down can then just end it. If they don't pick it up here, Upper Marion will get one more crack at it with the offense. Clock ticks. 53 seconds, 52 seconds. Harrington breaks the huddle. Wing T in front of him. Marco Kaufman is your fullback. Meneker wing to the left. Connor in the backfield as well. Hard count from Harrington. Turns. Nope, going to keep himself. Broken play. He's going to dance for a couple, but not much else. So he turned one way. The back went the other. Not much doing. And fourth and four gains only two yards. So Upper Marion... We'll get the offense back on the field here. I think they'll just take a knee. What do you think? 28 seconds, and they should restart the clock. They've spotted the ball. Once they spot the ball, I think uh, 22 seconds, 21 seconds. Yeah, Upper Marion not interested in snapping it again. Okay, they're going to line it up at midfield. And how about that for the Panthers? Making a statement here at home. Yes, they're the two seed playing a 15 seed but not much to argue with a 35-0 win, holding a Viking offense to under 100 yards passing, just 78 yards rushing. What a job. Offense, defense, and special teams. A complete game, full team win for the Silver and Black tonight. Stick with us. Be back in just a moment for a wrap-up, maybe another update to see who the opponent might be next Friday night. But we know the Panthers will be here at George L. King Field on HavenFootball.net. PNC Bank has technology to help make banking easier, like a PNC business line of credit or PNC Total Auto. 
a place online to easily find and finance the right car for you. Or PNC Home Insight to search for a new house within your budget. PNC, make today the day. PNC Bank Branches in Nether Providence and Swarthmore are ready to help you with all your banking needs. Stop by and say hello. Make today the day. Hello, everyone. I'm Ron Jaworski, former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, and you're listening to High School Football right here on HavenFootball.net. Thank you, Jaws. Thank you to the Panthers for keeping us excited and entertained over the last couple hours. 35-0 is your opening round final here in the District 1 playoffs. They advance to the quarters. That's where the, the ride stopped in 2019. Yep. So uh, they, back in 2019, it was a road game that went to overtime with Kennett. This year, it'll be home cooking. They'll be right here at George L. King Field next Friday night against either Marple Newtown or Phoenixville. We do not have a final there yet as last week. That is 14-7 at the end of the third. Marple is driving. They have third and four from the Phoenixville 34. Always difficult to play a team a second time in a season. Yep. But uh, the Panthers can feel pretty confident, I think, in the running attack that, frankly, pounded Marple Newtown back in week two uh, with a very lopsided victory. Well, there's no doubt that Marple's going to come in, uh, you know, not expecting to be able to beat uh, Haven. But, you know, look, you know, this is a playoffs, and and certainly Haven's going to walk into that into that game, this game next week, fully expecting to be able to dominate Marple Newtown, and and that may in fact happen. But the bottom line is, it's got to be played. You got to be on your game. You got to be able to make it right. I mean, tonight, what I think was was as impressive was other than the blunder at the end of the first half with the two with the two uh, timeouts and the, the lining up properly at the, at the end of the the day there were other than one face mask penalty on a tackle there was really no penalties no mistakes the punting team only had to come out one time i mean it was just as as much a picture perfect game as as you could really imagine for the panthers to play in a playoff or any other game they just played a perfect panther football game for them so, Panthers again, move to 10-1, and one. quarterfinals next week. You can check in on uh, who that opponent will be. If you'll follow our Twitter feed yep. and so forth, we'll uh, keep those updates coming from up the road, up Route 252, up in at Marple Newtown. But uh, could be the Tigers coming down here for a rematch next Friday night as the seven seed, or if Phoenixville turns around in the fourth quarter, the Phantoms could be making a long trip down here as a 10 seed. So stick with us over the next couple of days. Thanks again for uh, checking out the play of the game and the stats and everything else. Andrew Kaufman, great job with the stats. Pete Fulginetti with the spotting and everything else uh, with the halftime show. And uh, Mike, Great job with the website, as always. We'll try to keep everybody posted as the Panthers march on. Stay tuned. we got play of the game coming up this weekend. we got game photographs coming this weekend. Certainly, the stats Andrew will be working on tonight and tomorrow. We'll have those for you in the morning. And we'll be ready for another week of high school football. I love it. And it's always nice when it's right here at George L. King Field. So, for Pete and Andrew and Mike, thanks again for joining us, everybody. Live or on the archive, Panthers 35. Upper Marion, nothing. On to the quarterfinals next week. Ryan Carroll signing off. Good night, everyone, and great football. This internet broadcast has been a production of HavenFootball.net Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Thanks for listening, and good night. Good night.